All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Haba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Camera. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, toys. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Can we start with a bad joke? Can I do a bad joke? It's, you know, I've never stopped you from that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Usually don't ask. <laughs> you guys know this? So, so Damien Chazelle and uh, Ryan Gosling are doing this Neil Armstrong movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. You think when Universal approached him to do this movie and he agreed, you think he thought it was Louis Armstrong? I can't tell if that's a joke or if that's... <laughs> Like, he likes jazz. All his movies about jazz. And yeah, I mean, it's, he was like, "I got the perfect guy for Louis Armstrong, Brian Gosling." I mean, it seems like that could be a, <laughs> an easy mistake. <laughs> I think a lot of people make that mistake. It's like the Herbie Hancock, John Hancock thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, um. Hey guys, uh, it's welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a long yeah. time. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a while. Been well, a I was while. trying to think. Was Moana and Fences our last? Yeah, it was. That yes, was like was. two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been a busy two, three weeks. It's February. It's Groundhog's Day, which is a great movie, by the way. If you haven't seen, have you seen it? No. Um, man, you should watch Groundhog's Day. I know. It's great. Good movie. Funny. I've heard. Um, welcome to the Woolworths Filmcast, everybody. Your Detroit podcast for film, TV news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends. Mitch and Colin. Me, Mitch, and Colin get together every week and we talk about a movie that we all saw. Um, this week we're not going to. Here's how this is going to go down, because the Oscars were, were the Oscar nominations were released. We're going to kind of run through and do that. We didn't do this last year because I was off shooting a, a movie thing, and but Colin did it. You, Steve Glansberg, it. You what? <laughs> Steve, Steve Glansberg. I don't get the reference. It sounds like a familiar it's, reference. It's from come on, come I, on. I, I don't like that. Super bad. Oh. I'm sitting Who's over here like Steve Glansberg. Oh, yeah. He's sitting okay. alone at lunch. You did it alone. <laughs> you you did your own little Oscar preview show last year. Remember that? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we're gonna do it together though this week. So that's the that's the the uh, the meat of today's show sandwich is gonna be us going through the Oscar nominations. We're also going to talk about uh, we're gonna give you our top ten favorite movies of the year, and we like to make that distinction: favorite films that we watched in 2016, uh, not necessarily the ones we thought were the best, right? Mm. Necessarily, mm. I mean, best and favorite kind of go hand. Yeah, you know, we'll have this debate forever. For me, yeah. it's not the same. But I yeah, chose my you put favorite Ted films. Too. You put Ted Two in yours last, which year. I watched right. again, and is so. F- you haven't seen it. Yeah, it doesn't look. It's not my kind of thing. It is. It's more your thing than you think. I think. All right. Anyways, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> I watched it again with some people a couple of weeks ago, or like a month ago, and it was awesome. Still funny. Um. Yes, yeah, so we're going to do that, and uh, we're talking about the SAG Awards, and we'll get into some other news. Um, before we get into all of that, I uh, okay. So this is what. No. Um, during the holidays, I wanted to give you guys some gifts, and I didn't because one of them didn't come yet. <laughs> still, and I ordered it in November, and uh, so 
that kind of sucks. But eventually, Mitch, you're gonna get your real present. Oh, you didn't have to do that. Uh, but I, wa- I, you know, wanted to give you guys something special, and I want, yeah. I want to do it what? on the air. On the air. <laughs> oh. Damn it! I should have brought something. <laughs> this is a rustling of me getting a Colin. Yeah. It's this? a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we are in my apartment. Look at this wrapping job. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's wrapped in wedding paper. If you're Liz um, right now, yeah. you're very familiar with my wrapping <laughs> like, skills. And now like, you guys are also This do- is not doesn't seem like a hard object to wrap. <laughs> from what I'm <laughs> Neither of them were, no. Um Mitch, if you can't use that, it it's a cool decoration, I I think. Okay. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my god this is awesome <gasps> yeah this is awesome I, black philip <laughs> flask no, no. Callan, i don't know if you actually use a flask because i don't i like, will I, now <laughs> but i thought that that was I don't appropriate have so this is perfect yeah tell the audience so it's um a flask with a, a picture of black philip from the witch on it it said wouldst thou like to live deliciously it's yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty design. cool. That's it like is a sweet not, design. Yeah, yeah. And, that is cool. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, as we might, as find, we out. might find out later in the show. Oh, Ooh. Kale got me the vinyl of the soundtrack for La La Land. That's awesome. Which sweet. isn't necessarily creative, but I, I I hope you enjoy it. And I I just I really love, love I particularly yeah. love the the cover here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like minimalist. I I'm really digging that. It's different than the poster that they have out there, which yeah. I think is. Not the as purple, cool. one. The, the, yeah. yeah, the purple one. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. This one's where during the end. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, yeah. guys. Thanks, it's on February second. Thank you so oh, much. I damn it. You when's your birthday? Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for dealing with me and doing the show every week with little content, little compensation. <laughs> All right, um, uh, Colin, you want to give a little? We, we're doing. We also do. We talk about the Oscars. We give our, our top ten films of the year, but. We did this last year. We did, we did. what we call the wards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which Colin facilitates. Colin, you want to explain it? Because we want to let you guys know it's coming up just so you can have it on your radar. Yes. So this will be the third annual um, wards, um, which, and it's our second year paired with the Woodwards Detroit. So that's very exciting. Yes. And it's kind of um, my award show that, you know, I come up with nominations for that I believe are fair and reflects my views as uh, a viewer and then I send them out to people who I respect you know creatively um, culturally oh, and uh, that's why I wasn't invited <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, kidding, kidding we kind of we do a vote on it and we see what movies um, out of the nominations yeah, are consensus with uh, you know a lot of people our age from a lot of people from Michigan, but we also have a lot of people uh, kind of spread over the spread over the country this year, which is very exciting. We have more exciting. and we have more voters this year than we uh, ever have with. Um, I think the exact number is 26. So it's a committee of 26 is, very that are voting on your nominations yes. for various uh, awards and some that don't exist for the Oscars. <laughs> exactly. Which exactly. Is cool. um, things that I find important in movies and that I notice and appreciate in movies like um 
like the use of music, not necessarily just score, right. but you know the soundtrack for a movie. I think is very important. Right. Um, also, we do a scene of the year, which I like, an acting ensemble. So it's very exciting to me. I mean, I I, I like doing it because it's kind of a way to like highlight everything that I found uh, good from a from a from the previous year. But then I also like seeing what other people think. Um, my and I mean it's a, it's a time when I get to like ask my friends you know what was your favorite right, movie of the year right. and I, they actually give me an answer and so we will release like we did last year we will um, announce the winners uh, on a show February what are we what are we aiming for here twenty the week they before. should be posted the show should be posted on the Saturday the February twenty fifth that's what we're the, aiming for yeah, yeah. before yeah. the because uh, the Oscars are on the twenty sixth right. and, yes. and I like to announce them the day before right right. Because we want to overshadow the Oscars. Exactly. Because I like to, I like the awards when the like awards like precursed the Oscars. So if there's one award show you listen to uh, this year, make it uh, the the Woodward's Filmcast Awards Show, uh, February 25th. So look out for that, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, previous winners include Mad Max and Whiplash Mm -hmm. for Best Picture. Very uh, exciting and great movies that uh, we. Who will take it home this year? That's the question that's on everyone's lips. Well, he didn't put La La Land in the nomination, so it's not going to be that one. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. I wonder why. Very interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. See if there's be- because see if, if there's, you included it, it probably would have won. Let's see if there's committee backlash. <laughs> okay, before we get to news, what have you guys been watching lately? So we're not doing it. We're not talking about a movie this week, but what have you guys seen? And you know, TV, movie, whatever. Oh, um, well, I watched the. The pilot episode to Detroiters. You, you saw that? Yeah, it, it was uh, it's, streaming online. So it's on ComedyCentral.com? Yes, if you have your cable subscription That's pretty cool. It's pretty funny. I'm excited to see more of it. It's weird. Like, very unconventional. It, did it broadcast? Not yet. That's um, interesting. Next Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Cool. Or Sunday. I don't know. Hmm. So that's interesting that they put it, the pilot up there before the, the Yeah. Premiere. February 6th or 7th, I think. It was funny. A lot of, it's shot in Detroit. Uh, yeah. you, can, you know it's you shot in Detroit. It, yeah. Yep. Cool. And it's got like a kind of cool message in it. At uh, also while having really silly, weird humor. Nice. So, what else? Sweet. What else have we seen? Lion. We also Lion, right? Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. In theaters. Um, I liked that. I liked it a lot. A lot of crying in my theater. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry. I was close. Um, you guys saw Hidden end. Figures. Both. Yes, of you. I did. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Yep. No crying. No crying in Hidden Figures. Be- no, best no. picture now. We'll mm-hmm. get you, and we'll get your opinion on it. I haven't seen it. That's the only that and uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I think are the only two I haven't seen. I haven't seen, seen that. Right, yeah, yeah. Colin, what else have you seen? I've seen so much. I know you. I can't keep lot. up. I've yeah. seen a lot. You've um, seen Twentieth Century Women. I did see Twentieth Century Women, which I loved. I saw Christine with uh, Rebecca Hall. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't which was love. fascinating. I want to. I want to um, see that. I like Rebecca Hall a lot. I, we saw Patriots Day. Oh, you did see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's right. Yeah, you saw it too, I right? saw it too. Uh huh. I was super impressed with. Like, I I think part of that is really low expectations, which is unfair, I think, to Peter Berg. But for some reason, you, you can't help but roll your eyes and something like you know you're thinking, okay, they're trying to make a buck yeah. off of this tragedy, but it doesn't come across that way. <laughs> it it and it's also just really well done. Like the intensity is there and uh, cop, all through filmmaking. That cop, Mark Wahlberg, he was just around for every single. And he event. is just around for every single event. You know. And I, 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 not to go I too far it. on a tangent, but I, I might have told you guys in this in the chat, but I thought it felt like a made-for-TV movie. 
meaning that a lot of times made for TV movies will they won't be as focused as as like cover uh, a lot of ground. Yeah, they because they want to cover a lot of ground and and I felt it. It, it felt that way, which it makes it, it's not like the perfect movie, but it was, it did its job. I mean, I, it was a sober reminder, especially right now, that the only thing that ever brings us together is tragedy. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I, anyways, I, I, really was res- I responded well to that movie. I, I, like I said, I did go in with, with low expectations, I guess, which is unfair because I do love Friday Night Lights so much. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I there was there was a lot of scenes that I found really emotional and really powerful and really well done. I, I know you mentioned in in our chat that the gas station the gas scene, station was, scene and that whole shootout that happens afterwards yeah, that too. too is yeah. like really well done. There's no music yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, the gas station scene, like you could teach that in an editing class. Like it's really well done. It's very smart. Um, yeah. I'm sure it'll show up on HBO soon. An almost contender <laughs> for a best supporting actress was the woman who played the FBI interrogator. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. scene was so fucking great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's there's a lot of really good stuff in that movie. There is, but there's also a lot of you know very cliched spear horned into this to make it all sense and flow together yeah, yeah. Um, which i mean i can't really i, I mean you i can fault but I, it's it's not a deal breaker for that movie right. for me at all right what else what else what else have you seen all right watch sing street on netflix I haven't holy shit that movie's awesome yeah I that is the kale movie I've ever seen. I mean, it's all about like Duran Duran and Aha and fucking The Cure, and it's awesome. I know. I, I well, we, I think I watched it right after we recorded the Fences Moana uh, podcast, and I immediately texted you, and I'm like, "Kale, you're gonna love this movie." Right? So many people will be like, "Dude, you gotta watch this." And I'm a big fan of Duran Duran. I'm a big Duran Duran fan, so it's fun. I saw La La Land again. I love I loved that movie a lot more the second time, which may reflect where it ends up in my top ten. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen it three times. Oh, um, I I just I noticed a lot more. Like, man, the, it's way more intricate than I realized the first mm-hmm. time. As far as there's a lot more being said. Even yeah, though, like you know, you you talk about the the middle being slow or whatever, but there's a lot going on. There is, yeah. I noticed a lot more the second time around. I think that's all I've seen. Uh, yeah, I. Um, Colin, I think yeah, you must have seen something I else. I know I've seen more. I rewatched uh, that Scientology documentary yeah, from last right. year. Still an amazing documentary. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah, amazing. Um, I. What else? Hmm. Well, we saw Hidden Figures, which. I saw uh, L. You saw L, yeah. I did see L. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Is that still at the main art? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it expanded um, to some AMC theaters. Okay. Too. Um, really great. Really interesting. It's that is a fascinating character that she plays. Um, really psychological. The movie borders borderline, like really inappropriate, but it like it like tiptoes that line so so well. Hmm. Um, that was that was a great movie. I really really responded well to that. It's really disturbing and really dark, but also really funny, hmm. which is interesting. You know, they should have called Hidden Figures. Remember the figures. <laughs> <laughs> that movie reminded me a lot of Remember the Titans. 
Yeah. 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 I I gotta see it. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I like you to we'll get to the sa- we'll think... get to the SAG Awards, but right. uh... and I saw Silence too. Oh yeah, you right. saw Silence, right? Right. I think that was the last one I saw. So I still got some to catch up on. Hidden Figures. Yeah. I want to see L really bad, and so maybe I'll see L tomorrow. But I am not your Negro comes out tomorrow, oh, yes. which I'm a big fan of James Baldwin. I'm I kind of want to go see that. I've heard really great things about like it's getting a lot of hype. Um. So yes. Oh, I I, I saw another one. I saw another Oscar. We just talking about documentary. I saw an Oscar. Um. Nominated documentary film Life Animated, yeah, which this. is on oh, Amazon. Yeah, you sold us that. Yes, yes. Um, which we'll get to. Right. Fantastic. I cried. Of I course. cried my eyes. It, I mean, I almost cried during the trailer. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is a comedian like a famous comedian or like producer's son? Isn't it? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the something. Yeah. Yeah. He was on. He's Colbert. Right? Well, he's um. He wrote the book. Yeah, right, but I know he's it. like. He's, He's involved in entertainment. He's yeah. a New York Times reporter. Oh. All right. <laughs> cool. Kill, lots, kill. lots of stuff we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, who knows? We might we might review. Like It would be maybe good maybe to do a, like, by a the time the show. Or maybe, around, yeah. We, we still got more to, to talk about. So we'll get to as much as we can. I would love to do a Sing Street episode, but I'm just because I can't stop sucking the, the life out of how much I love that movie. I was going to go in a different direction. Yeah, you were in um, trouble like two words. Some, <laughs> let's, let's go through some news before we get to SAG Awards and the Oscars. Um, Miguel Ferrer and Mary Tyler Moore died since we last met. Uh, Miguel Ferrer, you guys, he was in, which I guess he's cousins with George Clooney. I didn't know that. He's oh. Rosemary Clooney's son. No idea. Yeah, I think. The singer? Yeah. Oh. Um, and he's famous for RoboCop, and he did a lot of voice work. Um, I love him in Hot Shots Part Duh. Yeah, he plays a, he plays a character called Harbinger, Harbinger, mm-hmm. and he's so hilarious. Yeah. Um, he was like sixty six. Sucks. He had cancer. Sucks. Throat cancer. Um, Throat cancer. That's what I heard. Was he yeah. a smoker? Probably. Uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore too. Uh, did you guys watch that show, Mary Tyler Moore Show, growing up? I did because I, I, I did, it was on Nick at Night when we were yeah. younger. I did watch a lot of it. I think My I've parents loved little, that show. Yeah, I've only seen a little bit of it, but I know she's funny. Um, you know, don't want to. You can't overstate it, but she was huge for TV comedy and for female actresses. I was reading mm-hmm. something about how on the Dick Van Dyke show she was on. She, uh, you know, they, they wanted her to wear a skirt in every episode because she was a stay-at-home mom, and she, you know. And, and she was like, no, that's stupid. Stay-at-home moms don't wear skirts when they're cleaning up around the house and doing shit. She was like, I wanted to be realistic and show you what it's really like. So, um, sad. Yeah. But uh, good good lives by both in terms of uh, what they gave us in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot Shots Part 2. Hot Shots Part I mean, <laughs> that movie is fucking genius. I love it. I love that movie. I love uh, you in Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some other news. Uh, Diego Luna, uh, who plays Cassian in Rogue One, is going to supposedly reports are I don't think it's been official, but he's going to star in a Scarface remake. Hmm. Oh, which at one point I didn't guess they were that. saying Leonardo DiCaprio was going to star yeah. in it. Did you hear that? Yes, I did hear that. And now they're saying, which I thought was insane. Yeah. And uh, now Diego Luna, what do you guys think of that? Have you seen Scar- the Scarface, the '80s one? Yeah. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I always thought that that movie got way too much hype, and I never understood it. It's like it. a college dorm room poster. Yeah, yeah. They like it because there's like 
Yeah. Drugs it's so and macho shooting and, and yeah. shooting and drugs and swearing. I had to turn girls. on the subtitles when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't understand a fucking word that yeah. was being said. Do you do you do that a lot? Do you do subtitles? Do you guys do that ever? No, no. not if I can understand. Uh, li- like Liz had to do it for State Street. She 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 was like like Liz, kind of you know we do we try to Liz, watch. Liz, did together. you hear my eyes roll from <laughs> from across the country? Well, you know, Irish accents. Some of them are hard to understand. <laughs> Um, but anyways, I actually think this is a, this is a remake that that makes a lot of sense. I think um, it, the '80s one was a remake, uh, yeah. a '40s movie, maybe '30s. And they reflect and, the time that they're made. Yeah, in, so. and and I think makes sense. And I think Diego Luna, like I could totally see him in that role. I think I liked the dark side of him in Rogue One, um, and uh, I don't much, know. I could I could be into it. He's much more handsome than Al Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what are, what new what what's new going to be brought to the table? Car- Mexican like, cartels, probably. Yeah, the deal with the in, wall in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can think. It's gonna be like Sicario, <laughs> but like over the top. Right? But it has to take place in Florida, right? No, it no, it doesn't. The first one didn't take place no. in Florida. The first one was just like your your ordinary nineteen forties gangster movie. Right in the middle, yeah. yeah. Chicago, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Probably, I haven't. I don't um, even think I've seen that one. I, I haven't. I saw I White Heat. Seen I've seen that. I didn't see Scarface. James Cagney, right? Yeah. Um, Ocean's Eight photo was released. Rihanna, Rihanna just posted it on Twitter. It was Taking like, the train. Yeah, like, I'm wondering, like, what's going on? Like, she, I mean, I'm sure she goes through the publicist and they figure out how to do it. But it's like, how is that? I mean, I guess we're doing foreign policy on Twitter right now, so <laughs> I guess you might as well have Rihanna just go out there and uh, post the photo. Uh, not much to see from it, except all eight characters are on a subway and they look yeah. very uninterested. Yes. Uh-huh. Very bored. Um, I think my, my, uh, bold ass prediction of it being a period piece and perhaps a prequel to the oceans 12 and 11 and 13 movies. Wrong. Um, I, wrong. it seems very wrong. <laughs> wrong. Uh, when did one of you, Colin, someone said that Matt Damon's listed as the character. Yeah. On IMDb. Okay. He's that's as interesting. Linus. Yeah. Who the hell is Aquafina? <laughs> Sounds like a fake name. That's a bottle of water. There's like right? a, the, one of the actresses. One of the actresses. Yeah. Is it just Aquafina? Like real name Aquafina or like character name? Like Aquafina. no, that's no, no that's yeah, her yeah. pseudonym. Her, well, her entertainer name. Um. Anyway, is that is that is that picture on the subway exciting you guys? No. I'm fully torqued. No, that, no, I'm not excited at all. I was at first, but that picture was like, okay. Well, no, I'm very excited. I'm excited for the movie. I just think that's the <laughs> weirdest, stupidest first image to release ever. Like, it's kind of silly. It's really yeah. silly. It tells you nothing. It's yeah. Well, it tells you that they're in a city that has a subway and a good it looks like New York system. to me. Yeah, yeah. Kim Kardashian's in this? Oh God! There's a lot of I'm people out. in that. I'm out. <laughs> I'm surprised they they're posting all this stuff on here. On IMDb, whatever. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually like I, you know, it's funny because they're not interested looking in this picture, and then great. You can't ask for a better cast. No, I mean I'm excited for it. I'm like excited yeah. for it. Okay, so Diego Luna gets Scarface, Ocean Eight gets a picture, and uh, Ben Affleck is no longer directing the Batman film. The one-off from the uh, DC expanded universe 
series of films that started with Man of yeah. Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, and uh, we got Wonder Woman coming up in a month, I think. What? Yeah. That, wow. That uh, that Wonder Woman looks promising. I'm I'm hoping. I feel like that's the last straw. Like, if it doesn't do, if well. it doesn't I mean, do well, it's bad. Critics. If it's bad, I'm like. I'm done. I don't know if I'll want to see Justice League. Oh, okay, sorry. This comes out in June. Uh, oh. Wolverine comes out next month. That's which looks amazing. Yes. Logan. Yes. Logan, yeah, sorry. Yes, that does look good. Um, so, anyways, but like, let's stick to Mr. Affleck. He's, they, he's left the project that he's supposedly still starring in. Uh, what do you guys make of that? What did he say a couple months ago? He said, um, I'm not directing it if the script is shit. Well, I don't, I don't, to yeah, the yeah, effect yeah, I don't know. He, he was he was like wishy washy about directing it for a few months now. Um, do you guys think this has anything to do with Live by Night? Or wait, what's it called? No. Yeah, is that what it's called? No, I don't think so. No. They, they trust him. He won a Best Picture. I mean, what do you, well, the fact that it wasn't received well. Yeah. No. Okay. I I, I don't. I actually. Has Zack Snyder had a movie that's been received well, and he's still making movies. I happen to think <laughs> that I happen to think that this isn't. I don't. This is. It's probably his decision, right? Yeah, no oh, one's yeah. knocking him out of the job. I totally think that's um, his, and his I call. would I would assume that they're probably kind of freaking out about it, right? I mean, this is a big deal to, to have an Oscar-winning director uh, just drop out. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge deal, especially like, and it might even scare them to be even interested in being in it anymore. I think. I mean, I yeah. don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but interesting. I didn't hear that. But no, I don't know. I I'm not hearing that at all. I oh, just, okay. I, I I would I think, assume if, if oh, I didn't think that at least I I think he just you know I was excited that he would be directing it and be the main actor because that's like you can focus on like the character's story you know if you're that embodying that character which would be interesting because I think some Batman movies do not delve too deep into that it's very surface level um, but he. I guess he just... I, I can only assume the script just wasn't to his liking. But yeah, I just heard that Chris Terrio is writing the script. He he, he did write the script for uh, Batman vs. Superman, but he also wrote Argo. I mean, he's Ben Affleck's dude, which is surprising. Yeah, I mean, maybe they just realized that, you know, Batman only has so many stories that can be told that are... See, Interesting I Colin, to people. I, and that on that note, I would if I had to bet right now, I would bet this movie doesn't happen. Hmm. What's so hard about making having Bat just like a you know, one off Batman versus a, a certain villain? Like make it real surface level and simple. Like I I mean, not, this isn't saying like there. I mean, there's tons of comics that they can there's pull from. There's so much material for <laughs> of them course. to pull. I mean, there, you can make endless Batman yeah. movies. But and maybe they're struggling to find a way to make it, you know, new and Different, fresh and right. original. And I don't know. Maybe they're struggling to figure out how to fit it into this universe. Yeah, that maybe. too. Because, um, I mean, you think now that they probably think like all oh, these movies all have to tie together now. And maybe this one doesn't know how to do it. Maybe they're waiting to see what Wonder Woman does. I, I, I mean, maybe they are. I, the, the, the Flash movies had two different directors, three different writers. I mean, like that movie, as far as I know, is not off the off and running yet. Um, you know, I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna wait and see what happens with Wonder Woman. And you know, they no matter what, Justice League is coming out in November. They're, they're, you know, they're they're done with it. It's gonna come out. But maybe they don't want to pull the trigger on some of these movies until they see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. If it's it fails very, again, then it's like, well, let's 
think about because it is weird. I let's think, listen to I the think, fans. I think a lot of us agree. I mean, I like I love the town and I love Argo. I think Ben Affleck is a, is a fantastic. I think he understands filmmaking. God, I think baby, he gets gone. it. Uh, I haven't seen that. It's good. Um, it's good. But I I think that you know like if to take it away from the universe that they've created and make the Batman movie directed and starring Ben Affleck sounds amazing. If he can just do whatever he wants and they you know. And maybe that will be the moment where they're like, we're going to restart. Yeah. Maybe he's making an ultimatum to them. Say, I want to do it how I want to do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe he didn't want stick, to stick to Snyder's visual look of it and everything like that. Right. Yeah. That being said, who do you think's going to do it? Zack Snyder? Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> the, the way it's that. going he's doing with everything. Him. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Uh, George Miller, I've been, I've been hearing those rumors flying around. Mm. Oh, that'd be fun. Be fun, and he he was supposed to do a Justice League movie like ten years ago. So mm-hmm. Like he was, they were very close to shooting that. Um, Barry Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Ava DuVernay. Yeah, Who else right. is coming up? I don't know. Be interesting. Maybe Denis. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, it was announced he's going to do a Dune movie. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And I guess he's doing all the gritty sci-fi stuff now. Gritty? Not gritty, but... <laughs> I mean, with Grounded. Blade Runner. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Blade Runner is what well, I was now thinking. I was thinking yeah. Blade Runner, not He did his originals, and now he's doing his, you know... Franchise. Re- you, franchise you sound stuff. defeated and maybe betrayed, Mitch. I know. I'm, I'm excited for Blade Runner because the, the trailer looks awesome, but it's like... So he's going to make another desert-themed dark sci-fi dystopian movie just because what people saw the trailer for blade runner and they're like oh he can do a dune now i don't know I'd... do we need a dune movie <laughs> so dune if you're unfamiliar is frank herbert book is series a of books. fifteen thousand page book um, it is it is i've i've read it i love dune the only i've only read the original book um it is it is a mammoth of a book i don't mean by page number or by uh, word count, but there's a goddamn glossary in the back of the book mm. that you need to study because he makes yeah. up all these words, and that's why if you've ever seen the Stephen Lynch or the David, David Lynch, Lynch, that's funny. Stephen, Stephen Lynch. Lynch. I was just listening to Stephen Lynch, <laughs> musician, hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, comedian. Uh, the David Lynch movie from the '80s is terrible, but you watch it and they try to explain everything in the first five minutes with these weird pictures. It's so strange and. I Denis Villeneuve. I'm excited for this. I really am excited for this, but it is a hard book to adapt. I, I you got to do this in three movies. You got to go like Lord of the Rings style, and like if you're gonna, I don't know. Couldn't they just pull it? Couldn't they should do a mini? Dune should can't, be a mini series. Can't you just simplify it and make it like you know Mad Max Fury Road, just like real like basic, or is it just not? That no, it's, I mean it's, I've, it's I haven't like, read it. No, or, it is like Lord of the Rings times the thousand in terms of depth, and it's it's or I guess I mean I don't watch or read Game of Thrones, but it's probably more similar to that. It should be a TV show, like it should be. It, it's it's got to take a long time well, to set maybe, up. Well, yeah. So maybe maybe the plan is let's make something pretty surface level at first, and like or something that's within that world that doesn't deal with the whole story and just start introducing the universe slowly to us. Maybe. I also think it's not particularly, uh, I don't think it's a story that's particularly accessible to everyone. It is geeky. I mean, it is super nerdy and, you know, it's, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it is a challenge. Hmm. It is like, 
Who knows? Well, I mean, I don't. There's not really another director that I trust more. No, I I, I agree. Right now. Okay, so that's some of the news that we uh, missed since we've been gone. Well, Star Wars got a new name. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Who could forget? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. You know what? I'm not too jazzed about it, to be honest with you. It's pretty simple. Uh, It's simple. It's cool. I kind of think The Last of the Jedi would be, or Last of the Jedi would be a a cooler title, especially it would go with the, all the middle movies are like four-word, I don't know. But well. Well, my my thing about this is I like it because it Jedi is both plural, plural and singular. And singular right. So if you say the last of the Jedi, then you're you're kind of saying like plural, yes, right away. Which but, I think my hot take and my hot my, my hopefully not hopefully. I mean I don't know. Maybe this will be this will come to fruition more than my uh, <laughs> my Ocean's Eight prediction. But I I think there's a chance that this series ends with no Jedi. I think that they might, if, and that would make sense to me. Like it would make it would it would make this trilogy useful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if if Ray just starts the Jedi Order at the end of Episode Nine, that's like, why do we even do any of this? So I could see that happening. Hmm. They're hinting at it. I think Balance of the Which Force. Still, that is what the whole thing is about. Balance of the Force will be the next movie title. Something along them. If that if if the next movie title is something to do with like evening out means no Sith, no Ren, no... No more Jedi. evil, no more good. We just It's like Futurama, the, the neutral world. <laughs> All I can say is my my heart says maybe. <laughs> Colin, do you have Tell a, my wife do you have, I said hello. <laughs> do you have an opinion on, on The Last Jedi? No. <laughs> Any shot we get a trailer this Sunday during the Super Bowl? No, it's not going to Probably not. We better get something soon. I mean, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be celebration in May. They have, like do a convention every year in May. That's probably what it's gonna be. I don't think we'll get like a teaser. I don't. Like, I think Luke is gonna die. I think Luke is gonna die too. I don't think so. Unless they change things around now. Why would they? Oh, be fun. I do. Want, I do want. I do want Luke to die in this trilogy though, because I don't want that to be left up to the books or something. Right. I, want, I want that to happen on screen. Yeah, he of has course, to die because he started on the screen. No, I don't think he does. I think he'll just. <laughs> he doesn't. I mean, I think he just goes off and you know he lives on for who knows how long. Like Yoda, nine hundred yeah. years. So, we, but we don't need. But we also don't need to see him again. <laughs> Lucasfilm also decided that they will not be going forward with uh, using yeah, the, the technology oh. to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not be going on with using technology to cre- recreate uh, General Leia. Right. Good. Yeah, and I'm so happy. I would that would be so cheap, and they just got to find a way to like, you know, write it like rewrite it so that it's sent off. She's sent off. I do not want to be the people making that decision. I'm and glad I'm so not. So difficult. So difficult. Um, I bet I could do it. Yeah, you can figure it out, Colin. Well, maybe <laughs> just have them give me the script of the Last Jedi. Yeah, and then I'll. Well, I'll the fi- third I'll one might might open with like her funeral or something. Like she dies. That would be cheap. <laughs> I don't know. An off-screen know. death would be cheap. <laughs> the, the, the credits go up. General Leia is dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it could happen. They might do that. They might start something. Right. Like she or maybe maybe she died. Maybe I don't know. 
Let's get on to some award stuff, guys. Before we get into the Oscars, SAG Awards happened this Sunday. Uh, of course, making a lot of noise with the acceptance speeches again. Good. Um, what do you, you? Some surprises, right, at the SAG Awards in terms of who won, right? Massive surprises. These celebrities just need to stick to being celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Too much politics. How dare they have opinions? How dare they? <laughs> no, I liked it. But the awards. No, I liked it too because Michelle Ali's speech was awesome. Yeah, it was very about good. About how his, yeah. his, his mother's a, a Christian, Christian mm-hmm. and he converted. he converted and she didn't really care for it, but they still made it up and they, right. they now they talk and whatever. It was great. Even Julia awesome. Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. her thing was great. And um, what's his face from Stranger Things? Holy shit. <laughs> Of course, Winona Ryder was... was uh, kind of ruined it, but it was also made it better. <laughs> I know she's had problems with this in the past, but she was stealing the scene. <laughs> Caught on camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her face is just like, what the But did fuck? that speech not pump you guys up? I wanted to go out and do something. I wanted to open my window and scream. I, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised by that win. Yeah, so let's talk about the wins that were surprising. Stranger Things was surprising, no? Yeah. Not surprising? I thought it was surprising. I, I was surprised. surprised. I think yeah. every all one of those kids were surprised. I thought it was surprising, sure. but I thought it was like totally like justifiable. And I could also see why they would win. Because I actors like to reward the kids. Yeah, but the, the I kids, also the understand I also understand the win because it, they were all so like on the page of that this was like a you know, ridiculous. This is a ridiculous kind of story, like a fun yeah, 80s yeah. yeah, throwback. They were all bought into the world that they were selling. Right. Um, what else surprising? The biggest surprise to me was Denzel. Me too. Uh, best actor. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I think des- deserving as all hell, if absolutely. you ask me. Absolutely. Uh, he went up there. He seemed freaking surprised. Actually, I don't think he was acting that. I think he, he went up there and was like, I don't, he was like, I didn't really think I was going to get this. I Did anyone? No. No. Does that change the Oscar? Uh, do you think that changed abso- the Oscar? It absolutely does. In his favor? Or, <laughs> yes. or, yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think, what is that? What do you think that is? Because now people at the, who are voting for the Oscars think, oh, well, he won a SAG award. The actors think he's great. Yes. Um, sa- oh, I forget the stat well, that I sent to you. Actors vote for it's yeah. The um, I, I I might misquote the stat, but I think it was only like the last time that an actor won the SAG award and didn't win. and didn't win the Oscar was like nine years ago or something. Wow. Okay. So it's very uncommon that they don't win both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so very surprising. Uh, you didn't see Fences yet, Mitch, right? No, we did a whole. Oh, we did. Oh, sorry. On it, Kale. <laughs> but you, you're very quiet about this. Do you think? I uh, he was good, but he's not my favorite. You know, I'm not a like I said, I'm not you, a fan you of that don't over like the, the top yeah, yeah, acting. Yeah. Uh, it's not my thing. Um, he. That's we talked about it, but it feels like a play. Yeah, like, right. You know, they're acting like they're on stage and they have to really emote. Right. Um, and it's not my kind of thing in a movie. Doesn't feel real. It's pretty interesting now. I feel like right because Golden Golden Globe went to Casey Affleck. Yes, yes, it did. Right? Yeah. What did Ryan Gosling win? Actor for comedy. For yeah, comedy, actor, right? No. Okay. He's not gonna win. He's not gonna. He's not, yeah. No. I I I'd Wait, stop. He's, not, he's, not, he's a he, long shot. Is he nominated? Yeah, yeah, he is. I'd stop watching. Um, 
the Oscars. If, yeah. <laughs> it would be very weird if you won the Oscars. It would be very strange. This this table will be thrown out the window. But but just I'm just saying that you know I mean I guess it's you know the act or the comedy category, but it's those three right? They're kind of uh, I mean. No, it's, it's between Denzel and Casey Affleck, obviously. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah, should be interesting. What else? SAG was surprising. Um, I mean, Hidden Figures. figures was, I, was, right? I, I, was didn't, I didn't think it was that surprising, though. Really? No. Yeah, I thought it was. Now, I didn't see it. I mean, I know you both, I think, were lukewarm about the movie, maybe, right? It's good. Right. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of the acting and performance and ensemble, well, I mean, what did you think? I don't know. I it's a good it. ensemble. I don't know. It's same thing for me. It's just, it's like, like I said, it's like, remember the Titans. It's very... Which I think is great acting. I, I don't. Really? No, I don't think it's good acting. It's... Yeah. Uh, is Casey Affleck in Remember the Titans? No, no but... That'd be funny. But Ryan, Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling is. <laughs> Ryan Gosling is, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... I just you don't I'm think not Denzel a, Washington is good in, in Remember the Titans? It's okay. I like it's not. It doesn't go too deep into their characters for me to really be like, yes, he is that man. He's he just everybody seems like a line deliverer in these kind types of movies, and okay. I, that's how I feel about Hidden Figures. Like everything is so on the fucking nose with its message, and so like I like my eyes were sore how hard they were rolling, <laughs> like I. It was just not my kind of movie. What, there what, are better ways to tell this what story, is your, like Moonlight tells. What it. is your best ensemble film, then, do you think? Like, for you guys? In terms what were of the acting? nominees again? Well, well just what was your... I mean, forget the nominees. What? Are, are, we, are we... Well, well, I don't want to give away my vote for the war. Okay. Mm. Well, <laughs> you know, like, Moon, Moonlight... I mean, I didn't see Hidden Figures, but Moonlight... Yeah. To I me, mean, I thought, that's the best ensemble acting I think I've seen this year. I'd say Moonlight. I'd say um, Fences. I'd say 20th Century Women. Um, I'd say Manchester by the Sea. I'd say Moonlight. <laughs> Lion. Say Lion, too, for Lion the most too. part. Yeah. It's pretty simple. The kids were good. But the kid was good. Really Nicole Kidman was really good. And Dev Patel was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dev Patel's nominated. It's weird. Yeah. I didn't think he was that good. Uh... Uh, any others? What other SAG stuff happened? Like Hell or High Water, even for, for ensemble. ensemble yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's nominated for award. Mm-hmm. For award. Anything else in the SAGs? Um, oh, yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus won again. Who mm-hmm. I love, Julia Louis Dreyfus, but yeah. you know, was it like she'll win five, until six, that show six stops. times in a row? <laughs> she'll win until that show stops. Airing because it, it's she's a, really good. I'm so she excited. Good. I am so excited for the next season of that show. It is going to be awesome. I like so H- much. Like good, good HBO stuff coming mm-hmm. as, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, should we go through the ready for the let's Oscars? Do should it. we do it? Oh yeah. All right, let's go with yes, Mitch. Nope. I was. No, no. I, we never. I just realized Moana episode. We never talked about the short before the the film about is the that body. Nominated? No, no, that one isn't. I, I liked it. It was fun. It was okay. You talk about it rolling your eyes, though. It was yeah. so, yeah. like... It was fun. That's all. But but Piper, yeah, for uh, Finding Dory, was it? What was that? I don't remember. The it's little the bird. The little bird that was, like, getting In his the water. And, yeah, with yeah. the water. Yeah. 
It's kind of like a precursor for Moana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was, when you said that, I was like, did that? Did I see that in front of Moana yeah. or was and that the, just Moana? And the one before Moana was a, you know, for Inside Out. Inside Out. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's that, that's why I was also, I was like, this is Inside Out, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of? Um, so all right. Similar color scheme. Oscars 2017. We can. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. That's going to be fun. Great. Love Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel. If you guys Good. didn't see last night's Live Witness Theaters, you should go check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, the nominations are out. Colin, you want to take us through this? We've got, we're looking, we're all looking at them on screen here, but yeah. you want to take us through it? We, do we have to talk about the shorts? <laughs> I mean, well, let's I, just, I mean, we don't have to like name them all, but it, so yeah, let's go. This is. <laughs> Well, don't we don't have to name them all? No, I only know I, one of them. We don't. Yeah, we don't have to. Well, I don't even. Well, I'm not going to talk just, about them if I have yeah, no idea. I what have they no are. idea what these are. Let's just, let's go. Let's let's see where we, where we go with this. Scroll it up. Foreign language film. The nominees are Land of Mine, A Man Called Ove, The Ove. Salesman, Tana, and Tony Erdman. Anyone seen any of these? No, I have not. But I hear The Salesman is amazing. And I heard A Man Called Ove, or whatever, is also very good. And very funny. Very entertaining. Is there a front runner here? Tony Erdman. It yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. What's the... I would have well, uh, I don't know if that's the front runner that, anymore. That, because, you're very right. Yeah. Because The Salesman is Iranian, and the director is, ah, this is barred that. from entering the country right. currently. Mm-hmm. So... Um. Yeah, going, they may award that as a statement. Yeah, so. going into it, uh, I would say that Tony Erdman, but now that that's happening, uh, who knows? And well, maybe this will even get the salesman to get a bigger audience, and then mm-hmm. um, more people see it. Because I and know maybe. it was at Cannes, I believe, and right. um, got really, really well received there, as most of uh, his he, movies do. He also directed uh, Separation, mm-hmm. which is very relevant to today, which mm. people should. Yeah. Maybe that's why they'll even uh, award this one as well, because he won it previously. Mm-hmm. So, But um, what I know about Turn the Man, it's three-hour German existentialist movie that is also a slapstick comedy, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to see that. <laughs> is it like a... Tati movie? Like I no, idea. Tati. <laughs> no idea. Um, so that's foreign. For documentary, we have Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, and 13th. So we, we did an episode on 13th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin, did. you've seen Life Animated. I have. Um, I've seen OJ Made in America. You're watching that? I've seen half of it. Um, I I am gonna see I am not your Negro soon. What is Fire at Sea? Do you know what that is? I don't know. I don't, but I remember. I think it's on a streaming service somewhere, if I remember correctly, because okay. I remember seeing it, but I don't know what it's about. Um, Fire at Sea is about uh, capturing the life on the Italian island Lampedusa, a front line in the European migrant crisis. So basically, every documentary besides Life Animated is about a current political crisis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, OJ, well, made, OJ in America, made in America, but it's about but it as yeah. in a whole, correct? So if you you haven't seen OJ, yeah. have you? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to spend eight hours of my life watching that. I whole understand. Movie. <laughs> I completely understand. I'm sorry. Colin, you're I'm halfway not. through. What are you thinking of it? It's good. I mean, obviously, it's really good. I, I it's mean, really good. I, I, I personally, I, I cannot understand how it qualifies. I, I think that's unfair. It's the most ridiculous. Because if thing this ever. can qualify, why doesn't HBO put Game of Thrones in a theater for a week and say it qualifies for Best Picture? Right. Um, that too, and it's like, 
Of course, OJ Made in America is good and in depth. It's eight hours. If every documentary filmmaker had eight hours to work on a subject, yeah. it will be good and in depth. So I, I think it's such a weird yeah, it's, thing it's to strange. nominate. That. Right. And I'm convinced that the people who are voting haven't even seen the whole thing. No. They've seen the first two episodes, probably, and they're like, oh, well, <laughs> Whoop, this is good. Yeah, it is really good though. It is, it is and, unbelievable. But, it, but like, why it's good is because it's so in depth and so it has the time analyzed, to do it. and it's I, so I, it takes everything into consideration. And, and we talked about the OJ FX show, of American Crime Story, or whatever, and and I loved that. I love it so much. It was one of the best things I watched in 2016. Um, I'm I couldn't recommend this documentary enough for everyone. I think this is this documentary is. If I were to say, I've said this before, but the reason it's so good to me is it's the perfect thing to show when you want to say America is a great country, but, mm-hmm. and this documentary covers it all in my mind, honestly, it, it is about celebrity dumb and racism and uh, class. I mean, it is unbelievable right. and it's about one case. Yeah. Well, and at the same time, I think Thirteenth is also an extremely important movie to watch. Agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I, I'm excited to see I'm not your Negro as well. Cause and life animated. I, yeah. I, yeah. So, so I, I'm interested. This is a good. This is a crazy category. Yeah. Thirteenth is one of those movies that I'm like. I think everybody should watch that because it's it's not too in depth yeah. and it's very sur- It's a surface level. Like, look at what has been going on while. You, you, and you haven't even noticed. Right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think maybe more than like OJ is very uh, covers a lot clinical and academic. Like you know, Thirteenth is accessible to people. It's it's yes. it's entertaining because it's engaging, and I don't you know I don't mean like it's not like an action movie entertaining, but it, it is engaging. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I think and there's an end in sight to it where you know you start there's OJ a, and you're yeah. like, oh wait, well I'm gonna be here message. all day. Right, <laughs> kind right. of, there's a message in Thirteenth, like hey. well, there, and there is, but see, there is, there is. OJ has many messages yeah, yeah, though, and that's does. like yeah, but uh, it's I mean I am not disputing OJ is great. Uh, it is really great from what I, from my halfway through it, um, but to me it just doesn't <laughs> seem fair to include that. So the three that you've seen the most are the three life animated OJ and Thirteenth. I mean, which one would you be picking? I mean, you haven't, you know, again, you haven't seen all of OJ, and and I, I, the last episodes are like fuck, but well, that's what I want to get to. Right. But I have to get through all this. But right now, I have to get through all this sports shit but at right the beginning. Now, right now, <laughs> it's important. You're right now, what would you say? I if I was voting, I would vote for Thirteenth. Okay. Um, Me too. Just because I haven't seen, I am not your Negro. But yeah, that's that true. might win to be. Honest. Well, it's this is gonna be this is gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited it's for like, this. I don't I don't want to say this, but I will. <laughs> there is three movies that have to deal, um, why OJ not entirely, but uh, about race and racism. Oh yeah, do they you think do they'll it, yeah. cancel each other out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Fire, <laughs> Fire at Sea does yeah. seem very interesting because I know Italy is like the leading like country that is taking care of migrants and like rescuing them out at sea hmm. so yeah huh. hmm. anyways so that's documentary hey, animated um, feature best animated feature we got kubo and the two strings moana my life as a zucchini the red turtle and zootopia hmm. um i've seen two 
This is a. Mm-hmm. I have seen three. Three. You've mm-hmm. seen two. two. Yeah. Although Kubo arrives in the mail tomorrow for me. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Um, this is a really strong category. Um, usually you'll get like a movie in here that was like made by DreamWorks. <laughs> it's like, you know, not, it's, it's like, ah, uh, that probably won't win. Um, I think this is Moana's to take, to be totally honest. Um, but Kubo has a possibility of winning just because it's also nominated for best visual effects. That's which true. Which we'll get into soon. Um, which is fascinating. Yeah. Because, I mean, you guys haven't seen it yet. But I've seen the behind them. I've seen some behind the scenes stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. incredible. You know that Kubo is nominated for award for production design, right? Oh, no, but that, <laughs> that is the biggest crime. I'm sorry, there's a lot of crimes against animated films in the Oscars, but production design does never get a love. Oh, it's I know. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, Only at one award show. What do you What do you think's gonna win? You think it's Moana? I think it's gonna be either Moana or Zootopia. What do you think? I think it's Zootopia. I think it's Zootopia. I personally, I know, I think I'm in the minority of the three here, but I like I like Zootopia more than Moana. It's funnier, um, and it's it's more challenging. I think. For yes, kids, yeah, of course, yeah, maybe not challenging. I will word, also it, say about Zootopia though is it does kind of step on its own. Like message at because the same there's stereotypes because there are stereotypes, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but that'll be an interesting one. I, I, I want to watch Kubo too. I really want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I was voting, I would vote for Moana, but I think Zootopia is going to win. Uh, Kubo and the Two Strings is very adult. I will say that. Well, I, see, and that's the, I've not seen it yet, so I can't wait to see it. Maybe that will you know just change everything for me. Yeah. Um, Sound mixing, best sound mixing, we got a Now, if anybody doesn't know what this is, this is where they take all the sounds and music and put it together to create a audio story. <laughs> oh, they like mix it together. Yep. Ah. Yep. Best sound mixing, we got Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Didn't expect that one to show up in the, no. <laughs> at the Academy Awards. Um, you know, I, got, I have no opinion on this, to be honest with you. La La uh, Land. Yeah, the it's music. It's probably La La Land. But, yeah, uh, musicals typically win. Um, but Star Wars, sense. I mean, those guys are brilliant. Uh, I mean, they're all brilliant. It's, yeah, I know. It's hard but, to do. Uh, yeah. La La Land. It's going to be La La Land. It, it always favors musical-type movies. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. I mean, it I think does. Whiplash won Best Sound Mixing, didn't it? I think so. Maybe. I think so. Or was it... Yeah, hmm. or I did it, it only did. win? Or did. did it only win Best Supporting Actor? I don't know. It won Supporting yeah. Actor, editing, editing, and editing, uh, right? Mixing. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think that's what it won. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would say La La Land for that one too, yeah. just because of the theme of the whole right. award show. Best sound editing. Uh, best sound editing. We got Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. This one is tar- is harder, but usually the one that wins sound mixing wins sound editing. So I I would probably say La La Land again. I'm saying Arrival. There are some pretty cool sounds. Yeah. I mean, I I have no I have no opinion. This on is this. basically I mean, like I, a sound effect. Yeah, it's like a it's, sound it's effects. Like, uh, I, you know, they're all like you saying they're all gene like these, and not to say that aren't there's not ones that are better than the other, but. Um, 
sound is incredible. Like yeah. what you can do is right. I kind of always want to give these to Star Wars because I think they're fast. They're like, uh, I don't, I just, it's, I think those guys do an amazing job. But isn't it weird that they're, Star Wars is amazing. It is very weird. It's not editing. editing. It's very weird to me, but whatever. Like why? I mean, I don't know. And here's the thing. I would put it, I would have put Sully in mixing and not in editing. I got to, you know, it's like, this is one of those things where like, I got to watch this movie with headphones on. (laughs) The sound of these theaters is shitty anyways. You don't hear it the way that you, you see a movie the way it's supposed to be seen more than you hear the way it's supposed to be seen nowadays or hear the way it's supposed to be heard. I guess I should say. I like MJR sound. I do like MJR sound. I think they have the best sound. Mm -hmm. They do. Can we have our money now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see all my movies at MJR. Uh, I saw Lion at MJR. Hey. Best original song. This we, category, man. Right. We got Audition from La La Land, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, City of Stars from La La Land, The Empty Chair, Jim, the James Foley story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. I got hot takes all over the place for this. Oh, Remember when uh, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for Best Original Song for a for documentary her. about yeah. glaciers? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I a jazzy song. I think like my first hot take is City of Stars and Audition (parentheses The Fools Who Dream) (parentheses) is those are my two least memorable songs yeah. from La La Land, and I don't not only memorable but like there's nothing that screams "Give me an Oscar for this." Like you think about Oscar-winning songs, those are the songs that you remember for a lifetime. And I will, you know, another another day of sun. And uh, someone in the crowd. I mean, those are yeah. powerful, amazing songs. I do not understand how. They're I think not in audition there. fits the criteria. It fits personally. the criteria. I don't think it's a. It's just that's your. I guess that's too much of your run-of-the-mill ballad song at the end of a film. Where like another day of sun and and someone in the crowd. They managed to make contemporary-sounding musical numbers with old school instrumentation and I love it. It's mm-hmm. so fucking good and I can't mm-hmm. believe they're not nominated. Those are my two hot takes. The other is that Sink Street could be all over this. Yes. I mean, it could be every one of these. It's so ridiculous that Drive It Like You Stole It isn't nominated. I can't that believe is like, that song. That's just like one of the best songs of the year, like let alone it's from a movie. <laughs> and I mean, uh, you have, uh, uh, and, and from an Oscar production standpoint, I mean, You've also got uh, Go On, I think it's called, or something. Uh, Adam Levine sings it. In the yes, movie. Like, yes. That's, just, you can't come, that, that's like bring Adam Levine to the Oscars. And show, like, I don't know. I know. I know. Anyways. Yeah, it's a <laughs> shitty category. I don't like this category. I love the category because I love, I love the theatrics of the night. I love listening to every song. And I, it's it's stupid, right? It's dumb. It's like it'd be like best action scene. Like it's stupid. It doesn't seem like it would be in the Oscars, but... You know, you think about like Titanic and like uh, Rainbow Connection. You know, so, well, that didn't win. Ben. <laughs> I don't know. I a, just, a bunch of Disney. Movies. Everything is awesome. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything is awesome. Come on, can't stop this feeling. Fuck. Why? Oh, come on. That's one I actually. It's support. a pretty good song. It's not a bad song, but can you? If I look, I don't know this empty chair song, but I would immediately take "Can't Stop This Feeling" for any. Song in Sing Street, 100%. Also, um, Letter to the Free from by Common for 13th. 
Mm-hmm. Was that not an original song from the movie? I thought it was. I don't remember. I mean, I know it's on his album, Black America, again, but I thought it was an original song from the movie. It's in the credits. That's the thing about original songs, though. It's like, Can't Stop the Feeling was yeah. probably written for regular release on the radio, and they were like, yep. wait, yep. we can probably get more publicity for this song if you know you team up with is it DreamWorks, probably. Yeah. DreamWorks, and and release this with the film and then it'll by pretty sure get a nomination for an Oscar. And the song came out in the radio seven months before the yeah. movie was yep. out. Yep. Which confused I think that screwed the movie in a lot of ways. Well, didn't Happy win best original song? Yeah. Well, of course. Maybe it didn't win. I don't think it, it didn't did. win, I don't think, but it was not I really. thought it did. Was I, that a Dell year? Was that was that it was. Was that a, was. a Skyfall? I think that was Skyfall. Maybe I don't know. That seems 2012? different to me. That was 2012. I thought Happy Calendar. was more like 2013 or 14. I don't think Happy won. Uh, sorry. I don't know. So who you guys got on the, with this selection? What do you got? Uh, I think it's going to be tough for La La Land because it's got two in there. It's gonna split but the if votes. it's going to be either of those, it'll probably be Audition because I think City of Stars is so simple and like yeah, not my favorite song on that. But I think. If it's not any of those, then I think uh, how far I'll go will take it. I'm dumb. I'm saying I'm voting and um, <laughs> predicting how far I'll go. I think it will be how far I go. I think I'll we're going to get a lot of Lynn Marin. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Miranda support. I really He'll believe be out. that. Yep. Uh, that trying to champion uh, it. And I mean, it's just out of those two songs from La La Land, it is, in my opinion, the far superior song. Yeah. I agree. I. Yeah. It'll be yeah. And, Get Lin Manuel Miranda up there to do a good speech. So they'll oh, go yeah. on. Um, best original score. We could just skip this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> uh, Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. Personally, I I, I mean I think it will be La La Land. I do also think it should be La La Land. But mm-hmm. um, and Jackie, I've been listening to the score is awesome. I haven't seen the movie, but and Moonlight's that was amazing. What do you? Lion was a good score. Lion was a good score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, Lion was good, but it also it had that the same. It was similar to Moonlight to me. It had that. It was, it, it was really time. similar to Moonlight. Yeah. I thought I, for a second I was like, fuck, they yeah. use the same. <laughs> Just like yeah. yeah. No, Moonlight had a lot. Moonlight has a lot of strings in it, and Lion's all piano. The line did have this strings riff that was uh, really yeah, simple. There was like it didn't come up a lot, but I noticed it. It was really similar to Moonlight. Yeah, it wasn't all piano, but yeah. But yeah, La La Land. Any chance sure. La La Land doesn't win this? No, no, it should. It and should. It, I mean, that's my favorite part about that movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, best makeup and hairstyling. We have the man from Ove. Called. Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> And Suicide Squad. Yes, I only said three movies because that apparently is how much they nominate. Um, I think Star Trek Beyond will win it. It it will win it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I think and so too. I think it does. It, it stuck it's out to makeup, me actually yeah. this year. The makeup was amazing in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Suicide Squad, huh? It's so cheap looking. Suicide Squad, huh? <laughs> it's almost like we're a suicide squad. Somebody made a joke. It's almost like we're a rogue one. <laughs> I know we got into a big thing about it last year too, but 
it's it it's still ridiculous that there's only three. I what the why? It doesn't what make is that? any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, why not? Why not just nominate five? I don't understand. Yeah, why not? Like, like you could have done any other, any other movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like there is so many other options to choose from, and not not even saying that this would be included if there was a fourth one, but. The hairstyling in Jackie. Is I was I was so gonna say good. even from like seeing pictures. I mean, yeah, it's so good. That was yeah. Well, even war movies like, you know, like Hacksaw Ridge. Oh yeah, incredible, about, like, incredible prosthetic makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know continuity with that shit and mm-hmm. making those the hair and makeup people. That's what they're doing. You know, they're on on, on top of that shit all the time. So it's got to be a hard job. Yeah. Best costume design. We have Allied, Fantastic Beast, and Where to Find Them. Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. I've only seen La La Land and Fantastic Beasts. Mm, um, I think I, I think Jackie will win it, but because I, I mean, I've only seen those two, as you can say. But I think Jackie will win it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think Fantastic Beasts or La La Land. I mean. It, Look, they're amazing. The, the costumes are great. I'm not. You know, I don't want to dog anyone who who worked on that and did them because they're fucking awesome. There's no question about it. Especially the colors in La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't stick out like to Ryan me. Ryan Gosling's like, suits were really nice. Yeah. And the ties. Yeah. It was. It was, his it was good. Suit, yeah. His brown suit was very. And very and her nice. her dresses and stuff. The yellow were dress great. was yeah. very nice. But yeah, it didn't stick out to me. But I like that should win. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What do you think, Colin? You've seen Jackie. You, you I've saw, seen all of them except Allied. Allied, right? Um, which looked like beautiful costumes in it. Yeah. No, I want. No, I want to. Um, I if I was voting, I would vote for Jackie. I mean, I think. Um, it's intricate and beautiful, and the way they recreated her fashion is really just I, I thought beautiful. Um, but it also it's like this is one of those one of I think two or three categories for me where if it's a La La Land night, it's winning this. Right. <laughs> so. I yeah, it's if it's on a roll, you're gonna know you're pretty soon. Like, okay. if, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. If La La Land wins this, it's I mean the rest of the night's you know La La Land. Yeah, sad, um, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, and, the, and this is one of the ones that would have to win in order to beat the most nominated, right. uh, most award winning right. one. So it would have to win that one. Um, best production design: we have Arrival, Fantastic Beast, and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar. La La Land and Passengers. First, I, I didn't see Passengers. I didn't either, but I do want to say that I know in the industry from a certain person in the art department, I know that it got a lot of buzz about how good it looked. Um, and I, we also, I, there's, I know some people that, that did some of the art, and uh, so congrats to them for this. I mean, because that's a movie that didn't really turn a lot of heads to the box office. But it got this nomination, so that's pretty incredible. We didn't, neither of us, none of us saw it, right? Nope. No. No. Um, I guess the tra- I guess the trailers didn't show you much. It was yeah, mostly it looked pretty. It looked stale it looked a little ba- not me. you know just looked usual. But I guess yeah. it's not, I guess it when you see it, it's, it's, it's not. I guess. Um, <laughs> Hail Caesar, that's pretty cool and mm-hmm. probably deserved. I didn't see it, but from what very, I hear, very well designed. <sighs> you haven't seen it yet. I know. I know you'd love it. I know. What do you guys think of this? Probably La La Land. 
Oh, I don't know. This is another one where it's like it, the the categories that are like toss ups for La La Land for me are production, costume, um, and the screenplay one. I I happen to think that La La Land production design I thought was amazing. I thought all around was awesome. Like you talking about the the, the planetarium scenes were ridiculously well designed and crafted, and then you're also like Liz was saying, um, you know what they do with lights to to. You know that fill in the room. And Wouldn't stuff. that be more cinematography? Yeah, but it's a but it's a production. It's, it's part a design. Of it. You know, usually the PD is a, a part of yeah. making those decisions. Um, what is the what is the trend for like best production design winning as well as cinematography like at the same year? It's got to be pretty similar, right? Like, I don't know. I bet it's, I bet it's not no. probably right because doesn't well, this usually goes to like yeah, Mad Max did. I don't know. Um, I don't think Grand Budapest. I know Grand Budapest won production, but I don't think it won cinematography. I don't think it did. But that, yeah, yeah that that would be. I mean, oh both yeah, fucking Red Birdman Red did. Oh Birdman, of course. Oh yeah, Birdman. Birdman. I'm getting confused by years. <laughs> I also love the production design and arrival, and that's that's everything from mm-hmm. the design of the septopods or whatever, mm-hmm. the and, spaceship, and the spaceship, and you know, like decisions that that go into like. We're gonna make this like we're gonna use a scissor lift to like we're not designing a, a crazy ass motherfucking science sci-fi space maneuvering machine. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> they're gonna be practical. I love those decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you guys got with this? I mean, forget forget the trend. Forget like mm, if, if okay. it's a La La Land night. I mean, what is out of these five? If I was voting, I'd vote for Arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could also see in Fantastic Beast. I'd I'd vote for Hail Caesar because I think it looks like the 50s. The movies that they show look like when you're seeing it on like their film or whatever, you know, like they're watching it Mm -hmm. looks exactly like it. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I would I would I think I I mean, I haven't seen Hail Caesar Passengers, but I would go with La La Land, I think, if I had to. But this is hard for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to dog Fantastic Beasts either. I think that was an amazingly designed film. Yeah really cool looking movie visual effects we have Deepwater horizon dr strange mm. the jungle book kubo and the two strings and rogue one a star wars story um Deepwater horizon yeah interesting effects on that one interesting. Yeah, i'm sure I'd, yeah i would imagine well i would a lot of fire I, effects i think that there would be but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, uh, Captain America couldn't be mm-hmm. here instead of that. I yeah, don't know. I was but blown away by Doctor Strange's um, visual effects. I think it's extremely inventive, and we've been seeing also a lot for production design. I mean, that's one that yeah. I'm a little surprised by. We've I been guess. we've been seeing a lot more of that style, that like really psychedelic um, colors crazy. and shapes. And, yeah, colors uh, and shapes and movements, um, like we yeah. saw in Ant Man as well when he goes into the quantum realm or whatever right um yeah but this is the first time uh, an animated film has been nominated for best visual effects since uh nightmare before christmas and i want it to win so badly um yeah i want kubo to win because it's pretty incredible what they're able to do with photography you think that's this year's ex machina maybe like kind of toppling these these big ass blockbuster films maybe I could see that for that reason, you know, that appreciation for it. I mean, I'm not that I don't, I'm sure Kubo is not a low budget film, right? I mean, I'm sure it's, 
I mean, lower, it's not a, lower than Doctor Strange. Yeah, right. Sure. It's in lower than Star Wars, undoubtedly. Phil Knight's son directed Kubo and the Two Strings, so there, there had to have been some money. Yeah, there's money. There's no question about it. <laughs> there's some money there. Colin, do you have any hot takes on best visual effects? I think Jungle Book could take this one. Really? Yeah, I do. It was, it was very well It was received. amazing, yeah. It did really well at the box office, right. and it, it is impressive. Um, I would choose Doctor Strange. I actually, I think Rogue One's going to win this. Oh. That's my... I don't. I do. I think I think a lot more people appreciate the things that you guys didn't appreciate about that movie. And very I think, conventional. I, I think the... Uh, the face. Yes. I think a lot of that stuff is, is oh. going to be honored here. Mm. Hot take. Mm. Possibly. Film editing. Film editing. We have Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, and Moonlight. Uh, I want one. I want Moonlight. It won't, but I want it. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Why do I want it? Yeah. Um, just like the vignette style of editing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a movie that it's. I mean, obviously, acting is a huge deal in that film, but where the script and the editing really mend well together, and in in a way where I would love to see. I mean, I know the final script is out there, which never really tells you anything. Yeah, no. But I would love to see how a film like that with these three vignettes the was crafted script. in editing. Yep. Um, I'm sure most of it was. I'm sure they made so many decisions in editing. You know, and that's that's the the film length of the editing, but the scene to scene editing and the shot to shot editing also, I thought was. Um, you know, there's intensity to scenes like that scene on the beach, I think is really well crafted from an editing standpoint. Um, and you know, also these things were these flashbacks to Naomi Harris or the way that some of those things worked from an editing standpoint, I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I thought it made the movie more than even the performances did. Um, I think it, it, it felt bad. It felt bad saying that he's because the acting's amazing. But I love the writing and the editing of that mm-hmm. film. I think La La Land's winning it. I would vote for yeah. Arrival though. Um, yeah, I think La La Land's gonna win it. I'm trying to think of Hell or High Water. Like, it's a you know a cat and mouse type movie. It's well crafted. Um, I don't know. Um, I I know that I'm gonna sound like a fucking homer, but um. I I think Star Wars should be nominated for this, and I know it wouldn't be. I knew it wouldn't be, but that's a, and again for that's a similar. Re- like you can tell that the script was thrown out the window, and the editors of that movie saved that movie. There's no question in my mind. Like, and like the first Star Wars. Yeah, I mean seriously, yeah, and it, that's why you know it reminds you. It's edited similarly to the first Star Wars, and I think those last forty minutes are really well done. You have so much going on. It's not confusing. That's and true. and it's really the intensity's there too. Mm-hmm. Um but I they're never gonna I knew they weren't, but it's a shame. Mm. In my opinion. Cinematography, best cinematography. We have Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. <laughs> La La Land for sure. <laughs> La La Land will win, right? Yeah. Maybe Arrival. Arrival doesn't have a shot at winning this. I really like the cinematography in all of these. Yeah. I mean, so this, this is a really well, hard... Well, except Silence yeah. I haven't seen. This is, I haven't seen it's Silence. It's beautiful. But yeah. I'm sure it's beautiful. It, I This is a hard category. Lion, I, I love the way it starts with all those shots of like the earth. You know, bird's eye view mm-hmm. of the earth. I was like, I see where this is going. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty you know? great. So I don't... It's hard for me to make a, a, a conviction here. I guess 
it's you know it's Moonlight or La La Land, I guess. Yeah, I would say it's between those. But I, I mean, again, I here's the thing: like, if I think if they were being held today, La La Land wins a lot of these awards. We're still so far away from the Oscars. We're like three weeks away. Yeah, and a lot can Pretty change. Lot, um, yeah. Buzz, look what happened with the election. Um, <laughs> so a lot could There's going to be a February surprise. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. are going to see silence. James, it's fucking James Comey. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, he I... tweets about it. <laughs> the, the cinematog- Damien Chazelle emails come out. He liked K-Pax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, th- I do think La La Land gets this. It's, that's one of the really strong, strong... Yeah, the lighting and yeah, I mean, the, like, yeah, the of look that of that film. Yeah. Is it, I mean, that first scene is just, you know, right in, in from itself. A, from a jib or steady cam yeah. or probably all of those and Dolly. Like, they used everything to that. It was, so seems to be one, all one shot. Yes, so. but I'm wondering if they did one of those, you know. Trigaroos. Yeah, they're handing the camera off to yeah. a few people. Magnets. But no, anyways. I'm kidding. I would destroy it. Best adapted screenplay. We have Arrival. Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. I think it's going to be Moonlight. Yeah. Oh, um, I really hope so. I, I I can see how Lion or um, Fences would. I You know, I don't know enough about Arrival. I, I would, They're all tough. I, just, I mean, Arrival might actually, right? Don't you feel like that has okay. a really good shot? No? Good. They all could. Yeah, I mean... Strong, strong decisions here. I'm going to go with Moonlight. I think Moonlight's going to win it. I will, too. Yeah. But I can see how Fences would win it posthumously for August Wilson. Who knows? Uh, I say say Moonlight. Uh, Original screenplay. Original screenplay. We have Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster, Manchester by the Sea, and 20th Century Women. I guess for some reason we think it's going to be La La Land, don't we? Just like that, they're going to choose that, right? Just based on previous award shows. Oh God, just just based right? on one award show. Has the WGA awards? No, yet? no. Okay. But I think we'll know when that comes out. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, I personally like Hell or High Water and Manchester by the Sea the most. Um, Lobster is up there as well. Um, I haven't seen 20th Century Mi- Women. I thought Hell or High Water was really, really well written, and uh, same with The Lobster. It's between yeah. those two for me. I really me. liked that Hell or High Water had all of these like characters and scenes and exchanges in it that were like, they were little stories in themselves about like what's going on in this yeah, environment, right. and the people, and the economy, mm-hmm. and that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. While moving the plot along, like mm-hmm. really flawlessly. <clears throat> for me? Yeah. As long as La La Land doesn't win this. <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I mean, it is bizarre the love that movie's gotten for its script. Which yeah. even seeing it a second time and loving it, it's it's not about the script. Not it's all. not at all. No. Um, I mean, I love I love Hello Hawaii for the exact same reasons you say. I think Lobster is the most original screenplay out of them all. Manchester by the Sea it does a lot of really great stuff with how it approaches grief. And 20th Century Woman is beautiful and um, a great homage to. The writer director's mother. Um, I like all those, I, and I mean, I, th- I think it's yeah um, ridiculous that La La Land is actually nominated. Can I say something about La La Land and best screenplay and shit? Please. Um, 
spoilers, La La Land spoilers. If you haven't seen it, I'm just I'm saying, you know, the decision that they don't get together at the end is not like as as interesting as that makes the story. That does not qualify it to be a great screenplay. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. I feel like is that what people are saying. I know. I feel like that's what people are saying, right? Because what is it? I mean, the dialogue is not amazing, right? Like, <laughs> the story is nothing new or different, or you know what I mean? Like, it's other than they don't get together at the end. Yeah. I uh, this is a thing where I wonder: Do you think people think that the songs are part of considered the, the writing? Yeah. Which they which, are well written lyrics, I think. Yeah, but then that's why they should be in, that, in the song category and not um, the because I don't think the screenwriter wrote the. Songs, no, he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, the lyricists are Michigan graduates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. It's not a strong suit, but but then again, I've seen it three times, and there's a lot of things in it that I'm like, eh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's more of an overall feel, and there's a few lines in there, but yeah, like I think the weakest part of the whole writing of that film is John Legend's. Um, monologue about like you want to move forward but jazz is about really adapting. i th- i hate that scene why i it like is, that scene it is really just like so on the nose to me well that's what everything is in that movie right eh, mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think it's that on the nose which i think is some fine scenes. i think it's this is why i keep comparing him to nolan like i think <laughs> It doesn't break ground in anything in terms of like ideas, but it sticks to it has a conviction. Like everyone has a conviction. And John Legends is you're living in the past and and Ryan Gosling's is fuck you. I mean that's and that's the movie. So I don't I mean I like I like the I like that someone in that movie tells Ryan Gosling, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like that's not where jazz is. Um Yeah. Even though he doesn't care. And he still, but I, like, he still succeeds. No, but again, I agree with you that like it's not incredibly well written. But I'm glad that scenes in the movie. And I think, but I think the same thing with like Ryan Gosling explaining jazz to Emma Stone. I think is not well written. Like it's not incredibly incredibly well written. I mean, it's good, but it seems natural. But it's not like wow, that's like Aaron Sorkin <laughs> explaining. Jazz. I don't know. I'm getting on a tangent here. Uh. If Aaron Sorkin were now Jack Rayner explaining music in Sing Street, I think was way more organic and felt real. Yes. And, yes. And uh, I think he should be nominated for an Oscar, but it would never happen right. in a million years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the script thing with La La Land. I don't know how to explain. Silly is the best. Do you think it should be nominated? I, no, I think I'd have to read it. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I'd have to read it. It's weird. That movie is made in everything technical. Right. That And music. That its downfall is the screenplay is to me. Like it Again, uh, got to read it cuz yeah, there's a lot yeah. written in, you know, in action lines and that we don't see. Right. Well, we see it. Well, but but, we don't. but that's the thing. No one ever sees that and they're still judging it. Right. No, but the th- well, writers vote for for writing yeah so being able to take what's on the page and turn it into what's on the screen i mean that has to be an impressive feat to like describe you know dancing and but it's, he's describe. the writer director but see it is I, and you're I mean, it is you never because there's the final script which 
a lot of times what they do is people will they'll get someone to watch the movie and write what right. ended up being in the movie. Um, and they'll and take you know, like, of it like a lot like action movies sometimes, like when whoever's writing it will just be like, they fight. Yeah. You know what and I mean? then they'll it's figure like, it out later. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It, it's weird. All this is weird. We don't really, it's hard to really judge all this stuff. When I hear original screenplay, I think of an, who has the most original idea that has the best dialogue? That's how we and judge story it. structure? Story structure. Yeah, the, yeah that's important. in it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we could talk about this all night. <laughs> we really <laughs> we should. We will. We, <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving into the acting, we have Best Supporting Actress. We have Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. I've seen all of them, but Octavia Spencer. You've, you guys have seen, seen all, all of them. You guys have seen all of them. Yeah. Right? You guys tell me. I think it's Viola Davis's. Um, yeah. 100% Viola. It's I mean, between her, Naomi Harris, and probably Michelle Williams. What you guys? What did you think of Nicole Kidman? She's pretty good in it. Not not crazy good, just good. She's, She's good. good, but it's like almost not enough. I I wanted more of the the parent characters. I was yeah. telling Colin, I wanted more from. I wanted to see more of them. You know, they went through a lot, and we're served up with like their emotions through Dev Patel's dickery of being an asshole to them. Yeah, and also and to his brother, his brother too. That mm-hmm. was like a plot line that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, I was like, spoiler. Well, well, yeah, his character's a jerk, which we'll get into in the next category. We do, yes, but I think it's Viola Davis. It is. She's so good. She's very She's good so in good. it. And she's been deserving for a, for a, for an Oscar for a real long time. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm about it. Um, she was nominated for the Help, right? She was nominated for the Help. She was also and, nominated for Doubt. And Octavia Spencer won won for won the help. for yeah. for the Help. But Viola was um, lead actress for the Help, and Octavia was supporting. Uh, right. Never saw it. It's, it's okay. Good. It's it's a lot like hidden, hidden figures. figures. Yeah. To me. Oh, hidden figures. I had a lot of the same feelings actually about yeah. both of them. Very colorful movies yeah. about racism. Where white people watch it and they watch the racists in the movie and they go, I'm not racist, but yeah. or I'm I'm racist, but I'm not that racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although right. although Octavia Spencer has my favorite line in the whole movie. Um, in figures? Yeah. I do she, like her. That she was my favorite character yeah, in that movie. When she, I guess we're some kind of hidden figures. Is that the line? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's when she's talking to Kirsten Dunst's character and she goes I'm sure you think that or like yeah. something like that. It's like, that's everything yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, what did she say? It's I'm, like, I'm sure she that's says you, like, no, I like, you know, I do support you girls or something like that. Or, you know, I don't hate you girls. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure you think that. I'm yeah, sure you think good. that. Yeah. 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 It's real good. She was very good. Um, Although there are just parts in that movie where like she's at, she's working with the IBM computer that, that, you know, is going to basically take over their jobs. And, uh, she just looks at like some connectors and she's like, oh, that shouldn't be there. And she moves it to the right place and the whole thing starts working. It's like, fuck. Well, man. She, read, like, she was in the library is reading all this stuff about it. I know, but it's just. I know. So, she used emoji I analysis. Know. It's just so simple. And she also was a supervisor at NASA 10 years before that movie takes place. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of. Oops. Oh, my phone, oh my no. Phone, my phone died. <laughs> 
So, but I do. I think I do know who is nominated for Best Supporting Actor. We have Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, Dev Patel for Lion, Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals, and Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. That's pretty good. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you got them all right. Um, Who do you guys got? Mahershala Ali. Oh, I hope it's Mahershala. I really do. Me too. But if Jeff Bridges won it, honestly, I would be I totally cool I'd be with happy it. With all, well, I wouldn't be too happy with Dev Patel. Well, I didn't think he was that why? good. I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think it warranted a Best Supporting. I really liked him. I thought I liked him enough to nominate him for Best Actor at the awards. Yeah, that's what I... Whatever. That's what I don't get. But um, yeah, he's, I also think he's very attractive, so I nominated him. Very, yeah, I figured that um, had something to do with it. Marshala Ali probably going to win this. Um, yeah. Chances Dev Patel plays James Bond one day? Uh, no. Uh, maybe. He's English. Maybe. Okay, that's... Uh, Chances like, he'll play Q one day is more like <laughs> Q. That's that's good casting, actually. That it's a little racist. No, I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not oh, the racist. Indian guy. It's, it's not the racist okay. thing there. I just feel like he that he would actually play that role really well, other than the the racism that you yeah. employed there. I love Jeff Bridges too. So. Yeah, Jeff I Bridges do. is great. I do he too. was yeah. that Texas Ranger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Voice. It's as long as either of them. I mean, I really, I I want Mahershala to win. I. I'm on pull for him, but like you said, if Jeff Bridges wins that, I'm I'm totally fine with that. He's he was amazing. He's so good in that movie. Yeah, that movie is so good. So, um, actress in a leading role, Isabel <sighs> Huppert Hooper Hooper for L, uh, Ruth Naga for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone La La Land, and Meryl Streep Florence Foster Jenkins. Emma Stone is she gonna? Is, it, is she going to piss Colin off by I winning this? I think she is. I think she is. She is. I think she is as well. I'm okay it, with it. Well, I haven't seen... I've only seen Loving, uh, so I don't have a huge opinion on this. I thought Ruth Nega was better than Emma Stone than in Loving. I thought she was better... Um, Ruth Nega was better than Emma Stone in the trailer for Loving. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would you pick? You've seen them all. Right. I have not seen. Seen, I've not, I've not seen loving. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, besides that, you seen four. I, I have seen four. Okay. Foster Jenkins and four. Foster Jenkins. Four. Foster Jenkins. Flojo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flafojo. <laughs> and, and she's actually really good in that movie. Like really good. Heard she's really good at making speeches too. Yeah, that's why maybe she what everyone's hoping and, for. And took Amy Adams' um, spot. That's why she got it. But um, if I if I was voting, I would actually vote for Isabel Huppert. Who won the Golden Globe? Yeah, who and, might spoil Emma Stone. And Emma Stone won. Well, they she both also won the Golden Globe, I guess. But, uh, but Emma Stone was, was not not even nominated for, for a SAG, SAG, which which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's not SAG, or is that because of some no? Other she's reason? an acclaimed French movie actress. She doesn't have to be in SAG. I don't know. She's in SAG. It's about goddamn who pair Kale. Who won the SAG? Emma Stone. Oh yeah, right. All right, actor in a leading role, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington and Fences, the usual suspects here. Um, (laughs) Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington, who's it going to be? Yeah, pretty much between those two. Uh, Has anyone seen Captain Fantastic? 
Uh, not yet. No. I watched the trailer for it, and I I actually wanted to see it, and I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "It looks super quirky." It looks it's so like a Wes Anderson, like a Wes clone. Anderson knockoff about like hippies that like. I just don't want to even watch hippies. I right. just don't. He's wearing a Jesse Jackson '88 shirt in this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um. <laughs> it's about like from the trailer. It's about like a guy who like doesn't want to introduce his kids into society because he wants to like have them live off the land and i'm just like i just can't get behind that <laughs> how are they gonna see movies yeah, yeah what the hell um well I, i'm excited for this too this will be interesting fisticuffs going on we'll have to see what happens oh Den- i don't even think it's denzel nominated for a bafta i don't even know Ooh. I would say BAFTA would be the decider for me, but I don't know if he's nominated. I don't know. I think it's going to be Casey Affleck, but I also um, totally would understand if Denzel Washington right. won it. But you're you're pulling for Casey. Yeah. I think I'm... I, the only thing <coughs> I think he's not going to win is because of like the controversies and the allegations. Um, that could be a reason why Denzel think, yeah, won. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's why I was thinking possibly Denzel. Uh, don't forget director. Oh, yes. Where is that? <coughs> By the way, I am I uh I am endorsing MJR. I am not endorsing the Oscar website. It's uh, so it's awful. terrible. Okay, du- oh, du- my god. Yes. Oh what? my god. What? I think what? I told you guys this when <laughs> scary. No, no, I told I told No, I, I I did. I sent you that screenshot of on the Oscar oh, website. They, yeah. Oh no, had this is eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eight nominees for uh visual effects. And I don't even think any of those eight ended up being actually nominated. Yeah, there was all this mess up. Yeah, uh, Tom bad. Hanks was listed as and best so was actor, Amy and so was Amy Adams. And I told my friend Carly, I'm like, no, I saw Amy Adams be nominated for an act for for actress. And my friend, she's like, no, she's not nominated. I'm like, I swear, I saw it on the website. And then, yeah, no, it was true. The leak, these things came out about it. Someone, yeah, really somebody fucked that up. up. Um, it's like the BoJack Horseman episode. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, Mr. Peanut Butter is supposed to announce the Oscar nominations, and he loses the envelope, and then they pretend, <laughs> they pretend to know, and they like go through this whole thing of like, who should we nominate? And they end up nominating all the wrong people. And there's <laughs> it was last year, so there's a thing out of Best Supporting Actor, and it's like uh, all the the people who are nominated, and then it's uh, like uh, it was something like Mark Ruffalo. Who is a dog? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, directing: Arrival, Denis Villeneuve, Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson, La La Land, Damien Chazelle, uh, uh, Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Lawner again, uh, and Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Um, Any shot? It's not Damien Chazelle. I don't think so. No, I'm a very so. strong category. I think. Barry Jenkins and Denis Villeneuve and even and Kenneth Lonergan, even Mel Gibson, even though I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge. Um, directing a war movie is hard. Mm-hmm. And he's a good director. I mean, he's a very good director. Clearly, we've seen other movies. That well, good. When I was watching the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, I was unaware that they shot um, Hacksaw Ridge in 28 days. What? That's yeah. crazy yeah. ass yeah. shit. Wow. I think it was the it was, whole thing in 28 days or, or 29. Just, That's or just what the, he said. The battle. Nope, no. You sure they, it wasn't Moonlight? No, no. <laughs> Naomi Harris shot her scenes in three days. I believe that. That's yeah, Moonlight that seems like a very manageable produced yeah. movie. Yeah. Movie. Um, yeah, I hope it's Barry Jenkins. It'll probably be Damon Giselle. 
Um, Best Picture, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Which, if by my count, uh, that's nine. Mm-hmm. There was not another one this year that couldn't nominate it, I guess. I guess not. Just a couple yeah. more people that can't put on their resume that they produced a nominated <laughs> Best Picture Oscar. Heaven forbid Hollywood <laughs> tries to make money or something. Uh, definitely La La Land. Yeah, I think La La Land's going to win this, right? Yeah, yeah probably. I wish it was... I. Th- you know, this has not had to do with my favorite film of the year, but I think I w- if I were to pick the best film out of all of these, in my mind, is Moonlight. Mm-hmm. I would I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. Yup. I've seen all but Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I've haven't seen Hacksaw, and I haven't seen Hidden Figures. I will. I promise you. Mm. Um. All right. Any other? That's the Oscar nominations, guys. We yeah. did it. Went through all of them. What any, anything else do you have anything else to say? Did you guys watch that SNL sketch <laughs> that I sent La La you La La about La La Land? Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's really good. <laughs> oh, Moonlight, so good. <laughs> yeah, so important. <laughs> I didn't see it. You should watch it's it. Funny. It's very funny. <laughs> Typical, anything nothing really surprising about most of the nominations, right? It is to me it's surprising that La La Land got 14 nominations. Yeah. But yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but I think I, you know, it's like we saw it coming, right? A little bit. I didn't see 14 I saw coming. It coming. Yeah. Um, let's, let's screw the Oscars, though, right? They want to know and, what our. And we got the awards coming, too, but this is just, look, we want to just give you the rundown of our top 10 so hey, far. Let's do our top yes. 10 films of the year. So, what we're going to do is we're all going to go around and we're going to start with 10 <laughs> and we're going to go around nine, go around, and so on and so forth. I think I'm, I did do this in my mind, ranking them, even though I don't think that I really can say that. I think these are all my top 10 films, mm-hmm. but I tried my best to yeah, rank them. I, it was hard. I, it was, this I was did. really difficult, actually. Yeah. I think this was more difficult than last year, even though I thought 2015 was a better year for movies. I thought this year was harder for me to pick my favorites for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah, there was some for me. And I, before we do our number ones, we could do some honorable mentions. Cause there were oh, you mean alternative number ones? Alternative facts, yeah. Well, yeah, what are yours? I have a short list of those. I'll go. Deadpool and Zootopia. No, I was going to say after, <laughs> after we do... After the top ten? Before we do number one, we do honorable mentions. Oh, fuck. And then we go I to number mine. one. Well, there you go. We'll do that. <laughs> I'm gonna start with number ten for me. Number ten for me was The Witch. Um, I this had to make my top ten for sure. I love this movie. I watched it again recently. I forgot to bring it for you, Colin, because it's yours. It's okay, and, you brought me and the flash. You're gonna have the flash there. Um, I honestly, I actually think too that like uh, the performances in this movie were great. I, I think that better, as good as any movie I've seen all year. So The Witch is my number ten. Mitch, your number ten. Uh, my number ten is Moana. Um, I thought it was. Um, well, it, it's almost a tie between Moana and Kubo and the Two Strings because they both uh, are, deal with very adult themes. And um, I think Moana is just a little more accessible because it's so colorful and the animation is so beautiful. The water and the singing. And I just loved it. It was just very fun. Colin, you're number 10. My number 10 is 20th Century Women. Didn't see it. Um, I know. <laughs> it's uh Mike Mills's um I believe it's his second film. His first film was Beginners. Um 
and he carries all that heart and emotion from beginners over into 20th century women which is a kind of semi-autobiographical um telling of his mother um the performances are great i mean annette benning is pitch perfect in it but there's also really great supporting performances by greta gerwig and Elle fanning it's um a really really nice tender um happy movie there's a lot of really happy moments in it that I left the theater really smiling. I was a smile and tears throughout pretty much the yeah. whole thing because it's it's really nostalgic too, which which Clearly. got to me. Right. Um, um, when when does it take place again? I the late twentieth century, <laughs> the late seventies. Okay, um, and it's really it's, I mean it uses voiceover so well as as he did in Beginners too. I mean it's it's really great. So I was really happy to see it get nominated for screenplay. Nice um, number nines. Uh, my number nine is Lion. Uh, I did really like this movie. I The only thing I'll say about it is I really can't remember a time where I saw a movie and everyone in the theater, and it was a pretty packed theater, everyone was audibly crying at one moment. I don't, And I know it's, in, it's, it's inherently a sad movie or ha- sad, happy movie, so to speak. Um, but, you know, they pulled that off, and they really did. So there's flaws to that film, but I, I, I will. I had an emotional reaction to it, and I don't really get that teary-eyed in movies mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah. that's my number nine. My number nine is also Lion. Um, you know, I loved Slumdog Millionaire when it came out, and I think this is, Which like, is when, in terms of uh, movies about um, Indian children and orphans, this is, like, I, I don't know. It, it's almost been 10 years since Slumdog Millionaire came out, and this film is i think better um yeah it has a message and oh my god the world in india is horrible for children it it was terrifying like they're just picked up by like nobody is there to protect them cops just watch them get like kidnapped and probably sold on the you know sex slave market right and He's almost, you know, that scene with the, who you think is that this person is trustworthy, that woman, mm-hmm. and turns out she's going to sell him to like some sicko. It, it was very. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, it's the subject matter you don't ever see. That's why yeah. I liked it. And, and look, you know, India and Australia and one, like, that's not something that you. They're both Commonwealth. But you, but I'm just saying you, how many. Indian Australian movies. I don't. I, I guess so. I, like it was unique to me. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Nice. Colin, your number nine. My number nine is Lemonade, the Beyonce music video. Wow. Movie. Um, not is that over forty five minutes long. Yes, I think it's an hour and five. Okay. Um, not only is the music really r- rich in styles and substance, but Visually, Visually, it is such a story. And um, I think some of the most iconic images of the year came out of Lemonade. Um, Some of the more important themes (laughs) that came out um, from this year is Lemonade, including a lot of, um, there was a lot of Black Lights, Lives Matter, um, passages in it, and a lot of, about what it means to be a woman and own your sexuality and assert yourself in the world and turning something tragic into art um, was all in Lemonade. It's it's really fantastic. Um, one of the most entertaining and beautiful um, 
things I've seen. And not only visually great, but like sonically, it's, yeah, it's so great right. too. One of my favorite albums of the year. Yeah. Right on, sister. Um, number eight for me, uh, The Lobster. I love this movie. I, I kind of, it, it stuck with me still. And that was in April or May when I saw it. Uh, I saw it with my girlfriend, Liz. And that was, you know, it's like, an, it's interesting how two people in a relationship walked out of that movie taking it completely differently. You know, I, it, that's a fascinating movie because it's like, I feel like depending where you are when you watch that, you'll see it completely different. Um, and I, originality, it's the most original film I saw last year. No doubt. So mm-hmm. Lobster is my eight. Mitch, eight. Uh, I put for my number eight, Moonlight. Um, I think it's a very well made, um, realistic, you know, grounded in reality type film about uh, the growth of a boy. And um, I don't know, we've already talked it to death. So, you know, you right. know why I like it. <laughs> um, well acted, well written, um, well shot. Great. Just, I love the way, yeah, I love the way it was structured and everything. Nice. My number eight, my number eight film of the year is Silence, which Ooh. is uh, Martin Scorsese's 30 year in the making uh, tale of Jesuit priest going to Japan um, to try to spread Christianity since it's been outlawed there. Uh, this was so different than what I thought it was going to be. I'm surprised this is in your top. I mean, I guess. It's because I didn't. I don't remember hearing too much from you about it, but well, because we this is the first time I've been seeing you since I've that's seen true. That. Yeah, um, it's it's an epic in every sense. It is a long movie. It is a hard movie. Um, there's a lot of interesting and complex themes in it, and while I don't think it necessarily sticks the landing that it might want to stick, uh the journey to where it gets to is really, really, really interesting. And it's, there's certain scenes when I'm watching it, I think it's a movie by Ingmar Bergman. It is Hmm. that existential and that um, Hmm. confident in its silence and its shot selection and uh, what it's saying. Um, It's, it's, it's a really, really great movie. Um, and, and a great addition to Martin Scorsese's legacy. Um, I want to see it very, I, um, very much. I went to see, uh, I was invited to see La La Land for the third time, and I was at the Main Art Theater, and uh, a group just got out of silence, and they were like hovering around that, you know, the lobby talking about it. And I heard this one lady, and I'm sure she had a good point, but like <laughs> just walking by her, all I heard her say was, I really like how they focused on and um, really like amplified the silence. <laughs> I, what's what's bad though is I almost said that in the description. I almost said like it utilizes silence really well, <laughs> and it does. <laughs> so, so all I could think of is like this is just some lady who's like, you know, the finding of Nemo really <laughs> like, just all she knows. Is I love the how they found Nemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, seven for me was Hell or High Water. Uh, another movie I can't say enough about. Acting's amazing. The writing's great. One of the best scripts. Um, and uh, love that little modernized Western. It was really, really fun to watch. So in terms of it, it's a great movie, but also one of my favorites I've watched this, this year. 
Hell or High Water, number seven. My number seven is Hunt for the Wilder People, the Taika Waititi film starring Sam Neill um, and a boy that I can't remember his name. Uh, this movie is just so wonderful and so it makes you so happy and it's got some like sad moments in it, but um, just laughing and smiling throughout. It's, it's very, um, it's very cute mm-hmm. and it's on Hulu. So watch it's, it. No excuses. Well, I, I have an excuse. There's an eight hour documentary I'm trying to get. <laughs> and it's also on well, Hulu. take a break and watch, <laughs> watch Hunt for the Wilder People. It's, uh, there's a, I shared the scene with you, but there's a great scene in a church. Uh, Taika Waititi plays the, the priest in it, the director. And, uh, He's just talking about like about religion and how it's like choosing between two doors and when you go through a door and one door is filled with all sorts of confectionaries and sweets and you know what's on the other side of that door? And this girl in the in the like pulpit's like Jesus? No No, not Jesus. More sweets. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's on the other side of the other door? Jesus. That's right. So let us pray. <laughs> it's just absurd. Tom, what's your number seven? My number seven is L. Uh, as I just mentioned before, I mean, I think it's extremely complex and interesting and fascinating character played by Isabel Huppert, who really makes this movie what it is. The movie is disturbing and dangerous and erotic and surprisingly really funny um, which is all because of who pairs um really nuanced performance uh, it's fascinating paul verhoven does such a great job not taking it into the skis that it could be mm-hmm. um it's a it's a fascinating movie about sexuality and dominance and um, a really great erotic thriller, which you might notice a theme for my whole <laughs> top ten is erotic thrillers, erotic thrillers. Uh, centered around women. <laughs> uh, my number six is Arrival. Um, I loved this movie. Uh, this is the kind of sci-fi I like because it's personal, and it's also you know it's it's got a lot of levels to it, and I think it's not in a way where the script suffers from it. Uh, where the story suffers from all that's jam-packed in there to a uh, one story. Um, and, you know, Rival's got a twist at the end that, mm-hmm. you know, works well. I, so many movies want to twist you. They want to have a shocking twist, and it gets really uh, cheap. Cheap. The fun thing about Arrival, no spoilers, but the fun thing is that it really isn't a twist because they do show you. Yeah, throughout the entire and, film. And the twist is the idea of the science fiction, which is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. So to, to add on to that, my number six is also Arrival. We got, and, some, we got some matches. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, everything you said, as well as just the design of the film, um, the way it's shot, Denis Villeneuve is becoming one of my favorite directors yeah, right now. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, so... He really knows how to capture the feel and mood of how scary and uneasy a like situation like that would be. Um, and yeah. My number six is also Amy Adams in Nocturnal Animals. Oh. <laughs> no, Nocturnal Animals is my number six um, movie. Uh, 
another erotic thriller, you know, from <laughs> I don't know. These movies really I mean really look, spoke I to me. Had, this. I I have a type, what can I say? But no, it's not just an erotic thriller. It's also a murder mystery and it's also a romance movie. It's one of the things I like most about Nocturnal Animals. Um this movie and the number five movie are my two most surprising movies of the year to me. Um the way Tom Ford in his second film seems so confident with essentially telling three stories at the same time and then making them their own standalone story that um, each have their own arcs to them and that also intersect all with each other. It's really, really skillfully done and uh, it's shot on film um, by the cinematographer Seamus McGrady, I want to say. It's a beautiful looking film and of course Tom Ford styled it to perfection the score is beautiful it's a really great and disturbing movie um it is shockingly violent and um i really like this one and also has a great um sheriff played by michael shannon in it who's nominated who is nominated i like him you know he's actually really funny Michael Shannon. Yeah, he seems like he would be. He's very funny. Yeah. Like weird humor. Like he'll get you. Like just <laughs> like you, you wouldn't expect it. Um, my number five is uh, I st- and I still haven't seen Nocturnal Animals. Fuck, I suck <laughs> for not seeing some of these movies. Now my number five is Moonlight. Um, like Mitch said, what's more to say about this film? Um, maybe no no film really affected me more. And again, I did see this the two days after the election, so mm-hmm. emotions were high in general. I'd like to watch it again and see how I have uh, I respond to it. But at the time, I was like, damn, this is powerful. And, uh, you know, I just uh, like we talk about trends. I mean, one of the things I'm noticing is like, you know, the like Lion, Moonlight, even hell or high water they're in settings that that aren't normally like even like the the grimy areas of miami so to speak for lack of a better word i mean you don't really you usually see miami in a movie it's like an aerial b- shot of bikinis like bikinis and michael bay and you yeah. know you know so the, the uh, moonlight and and a couple other films or well one really that coming up that i i i like seeing new environment i mean things that it's, that's a fresh for me and I enjoy that stuff a lot so I appreciated that about Moonlight if I can add to why I liked it Mitch your number five uh, my number five is Manchester by the Sea I think it's uh, extremely well acted directed and written um, and you know a movie that can make you laugh as much as it did and also like you know I didn't cry but feel like crying um, is very impressive and I think Kenneth Lonergan. I'm excited to see more from Kenneth Lonergan. You know, he's pretty old for yeah. his only third third film. Um, but yeah, it captures a lot of like the nuances of and real mundane parts of life and dealing with a death in a family. Colin, you're number five. My number five is Arrival, uh, the Denis Villeneuve sci-fi uh, drama that you both have already spoken upon um yeah it's 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 just a really well put together movie um i don't think any other movie this year to me married cinematography editing sound and 
just acting the way um, Arrival did, um, just making it all together to create this really intense, poetic um, story um, with a Amy Adams lead that I think is her best that she's done. I I really, really love Arrival. And like I said, with Nocturnal Animals, it the most surprising movie I saw because it is different than uh way different than what i expected going into it um and different in the best way possible yeah uh, it was for sure surprising mm-hmm. um four my number four is the nice guys um comedy with ryan gosling and russell crowe uh shane black wrote and directed i freaking love that movie i haven't laughed like that in a movie in a long time there's nothing more i can say about it i think i think the script <laughs> I've said this already, but that to me, that's one of the best scripts written all all year. But what are you going to do? That's never going to get the awards deserved. So nice guys for me, me number four. Mitch. Number four is also the nice guys for me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did you even do it or you just... No, I'm kidding. It's an error. Um, yeah. Uh, this has a lot to do with the fact that we saw it in the theater in a packed house, I think. Um, it's very funny. Uh, I saw it twice. Yeah, I've seen it. Like I didn't in see the, it twice in theaters, in theaters, in theaters. but nice. I, I've that's, seen yeah. it two or three times. Um, very, very funny. Uh, I own it. I love the setting. It feels like the seventies. There's a lot of very funny jokes in there about like, you know, uh, like they're afraid of bees. Yeah, and, like, and, like and, you know, and, and it's like yeah. oh, there's a bunch of things going on now. That's like wow, how fucking dumb we were back then. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I really liked it. Colin? Nice. My number four and Ryan is... Ryan Gosling is fucking hilarious. Yeah, is. Yeah. My number four is The Lobster. Uh, <laughs> the most original movie I've seen this year. It is insanely uncomfortable and awkward, but laugh out loud funny. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Um, Colin Farrell. I, I, the best I've seen, Colin Farrell. It's... Um, a shockingly um, <laughs> funny um, movie, but it's it's, and I only saw that it is the dark humor. I only that saw it the one the one sure. time, and I just also re- laugh laughing out a lot at when they're in the hotel, but also like felt so uncomfortable and awful in some scenes too, um, and and in the best way, um, it's in super unique. And um, totally absurd movie that totally. um, yeah. I really, really loved. Um, number the home stretch here, guys. Number three for me was uh, Rogue One. Uh, I know we differed on this, but I, I saw it again twice, and I want to see it a fourth time. But like the second time I saw it, I was just clapping uncontrollably at the end of the movie. <laughs> and uh, the third time I saw it, I felt emotion for it that I didn't feel before, mm. um, which was pre Carrie Fisher passing away too. So I don't know how I would feel at the end of the movie this time. But a uh, uh, fourth time, uh, I don't know. I love that movie. For fans, it's an awesome movie, and it's definitely, it definitely deserves for me to be in my top three favorite of the year. Um, number three, Star Wars. Number three for me is Hell or High Water. Um, it's just my kind of movie. Just a very conventional type story, but great characters, 
action for the most part um comedy drama family the west <laughs> it's yep the works the works it's got it all it does topical good, good it's, music it's too. political yeah great music good, really great good music, music. Underrated uh, yeah music underrated yeah. for sure mm. i'm surprised because i think it's an original s- score and original soundtrack like surprised none of those made it onto the uh best yeah there was song. yeah there were a few of them that were like yeah this is a good fucking country song right. good blues yep. driving west force. texas music yeah hmm. colin number three my number three is the handmaiden it is uh God, I'm a, I forget the order of his name. Uh, Chan Wook Park. Uh, Sounds familiar. The director of old things like Old Boy and Lady Vengeance and a Stoker. Uh, is his Korean Japanese um, sexual mm, <laughs> thriller, <laughs> sexual mystery thriller, uh, a good cat and mouse. Uh, Story and I think doing anything as far as discussing plot is a disservice to the experience that you have watching it. I hear it's funny too. It is. It is. I had no idea what to expect going into it, and that's the way I think everyone should see it. It is two and a half hours long. It flew by, and I want to watch it again right away. Um, is that available streaming anywhere? It is. It just came out on. What's winter? I wanted to buy it. Um, it's out on DVD. It's not out on Blu-ray, which is really weird. No. But it is digital and um, available on DVD right now. I'll probably end up buying it digitally. Um, it's it's funny. It's sexual. It's highly sexual. There is some. Gra- <laughs> I've noticed from the trailer. There yes. is some graphic and hot sex scenes in here. Nice. Um, but like Fifty Shades Darker hot. <laughs> Ooh. I'm kidding. Like that, <laughs> that, PG thirteen. That looks like Winnie the fucking Pooh compared Isn't to. Are those movies PG thirteen? No, I don't think so. There are, but yeah, they're they are. so they are. soft, they so are. soft. Um, the Handmaiden. It's 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 beautiful. It is complex. It keeps you guessing. It is a fantastic movie. Um, number two for me is Sing Street. Uh, it's my second favorite movie of the year uh, from this. I think so. Uh, and I just saw it. So maybe I'm on that high. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm riding that high. But uh, And I'm a sucker for brother movies. I'm a sucker for brother movies. Uh, so it got to me. It made me laugh. It made me love music. And it's also, it's so similar to La La Land in a lot of ways. And it's interesting. I love when movies are really similar in the same year. I want to put together a little post about these two movies because it's pretty interesting it's about you know it's about inspiration and making art and why you do it and how you sing street more than any other movie about making art i think i it it shows how directly like how someone's inspired and then how it comes like like drive it like you stole it is is specifically uh inspired by a favorite song of mine so that's Mm -hmm. like crazy and it's i don't know awesome because that's what art is i mean art is that shit like people read a book they like and they make a movie really similar to it or mm-hmm. it's yeah mm-hmm. also just i love my favorite thing about pop culture why i do this podcast why i do woodwards uh is finding things that are not that serious like duran duran and making your life around it i love that about pop culture and that movie does it better than anything so mm-hmm. sing street is my number two movie favorite of the year mitch number two 
my number two favorite movie of the year was Hail Caesar. Um, I am, I love, like, I love Hollywood, old Hollywood. Um, and the way, just the way this film approaches it and the way the Coen brothers tell this story that's an allegory for, like, a Christ-like figure and all these characters and vignettes and they all tie together. I really want you to see it and you saw it. Um, I really want you to see it. I would love to talk about it sometime because I think there's a lot to say about like, you know, authority and who people answer to. I'm going to get on it. I swear. Just the, design, the design of the film. Yeah. The Still design of the film is incredible. Like, yeah. And it's clearly, funny. it's, it's very for funny too. For production design. It's very yeah. funny too. Yeah. Would that it were so simple? Would that it were so simple? Colin, number two. My number two is The Witch. Uh, so we, we saw this movie very early in the year, and most of the year nothing came close to beating it. Um, except something. Except I think I know what it's number one else. is now. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, uh, something sexual and erotic. <laughs> No, I not, not really. Well, kind not of. Really. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's the the witch. Oh god, it's Mitch. You still the, haven't seen the. Witch, I've seen right? the witch. Oh, you saw it? Yep. Okay. My how this isn't nominated for production or costume yeah, no, is totally. beyond me. Uh, it is so impeccable and so. It's not big enough. I mean, I, I don't think it's, it shouldn't. I mean, that shouldn't matter, but that's why, right? Know, it's not big enough. Yeah. yeah stupid. Um, the cinematography is beautiful. The lighting yeah, is music. great. The music. The cinematography the perf- is scary. Yeah. yeah. That, that opening scene when they're basically being exiled from the town. Oh, it's crazy. And the, like the the shot of all the villagers behind them standing there is so dark mm-hmm. and like flat and scary looking. It's like, oh. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's great and it's it's something i actually thought and i've only seen it twice um and it's something i want to re- something i want to rewatch um in the context of being banished from some place and being kicked out of a society in today's society right. and uh and i want to see if there's any parallels hmm. um i can draw from what's happening today and uh what happened to people in the time of the witch, witch. Chance, right? yeah mm-hmm. um it's a it's a really really fantastic movie. It's it's creepy. It's dreadful. I don't think it's scary for any people who um, are maybe afraid of movies. I don't think it's um, like that. And it also has one of my favorite scenes of the year with the ending, um, which Kale just bought me a flask that has my favorite line of the year in it. I also don't. I can't think of one movie that really encapsulates like. Puritan colonial America, like yeah. honestly, like they Crucible? nailed it. No, I mean those. No, I mean it's yeah, you know no, not even close. You know, Crucibles as a play too is more about fifties yeah. America yes, than it right. is. Yeah, so it's very theatrical, right? But um, yeah, this is very like the, realistic. The dialogue is yeah. crazy, well written because mm-hmm. they took it from real mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And like even the technology, like the the gun that shoots the. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I Re- didn't know that they did that. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Before we get to our number one, let's do some. Let's do alternative top tens. Uh, look, <laughs> mine are simple. Deadpool, Zootopia are on the fringe for me, and uh, I mean, you guys are surprised this didn't make it because it's probably the film I watched the most this year, and will watch at a drop of a hat. But 
I don't know why it didn't make it into my top ten. I can't put a finger on it because I think it's really amazing. But Captain America: Civil War did not make my top ten. Uh, but fuck, it was really good. I don't know why. It's a good superhero. It was, and I can't. I don't know. Like it easily could you like be seeing all your guys together and having fun. Yeah, having fun. Although I just wish somebody would have died in that movie, and I wish. There were more stakes. You know, if if Rhodey died in that movie, that would have changed it completely. Seriously. Because now the end of it didn't make me feel like they were still fighting. It just made it seem like it's like, oh, you. Yeah, I don't know. I do like how. Oh, Steve. Prophetic that movie was in a way (laughs) in terms of infighting. Um, (laughs) Your your alternative top ten. My honorable mentions, obviously, are Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, Don't Think Twice. Which was a yeah, very, I like that uh, movie. Down, you know, down to earth uh, drama comedy about friends and you know finding success before your fr- before your friends or your friends finding success before you, which I think is a very interesting topic that we think about all the time. Um, also, the Lobster. Uh, I love the first half of that movie, and I think it would be my top ten if the second half wasn't such a slog. I could I feel yeah, like I could to, see yeah. Yeah. to get to it. It seemed like two movies yeah. for sure. Also, Eye in the Sky, which yeah. was Alan Rickman's last film, uh, and Helen Mirren's great in it, um, and just also a very relevant film about the drone war and how complicated these issues are. It's not so much just you know pushing a button. There's decisions involved, um, and Thirteenth, which I think is a very important documentary. Mm-hmm. I also have underrated and overrated if you want to get into that afterwards. We can do that. We will right yeah. after yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually we made a, a 1 through 20, but I'll only do what I put for. <laughs> oh, you for can f- list them off. Just, no, I'll only you do don't have to talk about them too much, though. Um, I'm curious. I want to hear it. Okay. The people want to hear it. So if I was doing, so this would be 11 to 20. Okay. Uh, 11th would be Jackie. Um, 12th would be Hell or High Water. Um, 13th would be Sing Street. 14th would be Fences. 15th would be La La Land. Um, 16th would be Moana. The Nice Guys would be 17th. 18th would be Lion. Patriot's Day would be 19. And Hacksaw Ridge would be 20. Mm. Saw a lot of movies. Jackie was... um, one that I was Close. really um, going back and forth to. And I actually, and Jackie was actually going to be at number seven, but then I saw L and just switched it out. I don't really have a reason why Jackie didn't take 20th century woman's part, but well, it's hard to do these things. It's, it hard. Is. it's hard to it is. nail it down in time. I, I really, really like Jackie. Mm. Uh, Mitch, how, how long is your, how many movies do you have for the over? Oh, just under? three underrated. Yeah. Star Trek beyond. I think that was I agree. Really I agree. Film. Yeah. Um, I want to watch it again. And I would put nice guys into an underrated category in the terms of, I just don't like no I one. I think a lot of people are talking about I it. I don't know. I feel like no one saw it. But for, for like a major blockbuster, like Star Trek beyond, like nobody really, well, I mean, people saw it, but nobody's yeah. talking about it. Yeah. I think it's better than, better than what people really talked about. Overrated hidden figures. I think, I think it's very overrated. Um, and the Jungle Book. I think that was super overrated. I was so bored by that movie, and I don't get it. <laughs> I I don't like seeing animals that look real with moving lips. It's just not it's something ain't right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> something ain't right with that. And 
It was boring. It was a boring movie. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed Jungle Book, but I, I, it was forgettable in the sense that I don't really think about it ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top movie, uh, top favorite movie of the year. Should we do it? Can I do my over? I'll do a really quick over sure, underrated. Yeah. Um, quickly underrated would be Eye in the Sky. And, um, oh fuck, I had another one, but now I forget it. Eye in the Sky. 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was also um, okay. an underrated movie. And I would say The Nice Guys would be an underrated movie because I don't know a lot of people who've seen that. And yeah, I thought I think, that was the best uh, studio comedy of the year. Yeah, I think yeah, Sing, Sing Street and, and Nice Guys to me are like underrated or, or just not talked about ever. Like, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I guess I don't get it. Yeah. Um, overrated films of the year. Uh, definitely Jungle Book. I would say La La Land's overrated, even though it's in my top 15. And I would also say Manchester by the Sea is overrated. That's the only one I would think of overrated. But I, mean, I think it's only overrated because it got rated so high. And that like that's the only reason. The definition that. of overrated, right. I guess. I can't think of any other over. Like, I don't know. It's like, I'm, I don't know. I like them all. <laughs> we know, Kale. <laughs> all right. Number one movie. Favorite movie of 2016. Uh, I never, th- I, when I first time I saw this, I did not think it would be number one. Second time I saw it, uh, for sure. Uh, La La Land is my favorite movie of 2016. It's particularly relevant to me and it's fun and I can't stop listening to the music and, uh, like it's a memorable film that I will cling to for a while, I think. And, uh. Either are flaw. It's not a perfect movie. I don't think it's as good as everyone's saying it is. But in terms of my enjoyment, uh, seeing a movie and uh, you know going to see it with people. The first time I saw it with people that enjoy musicals and appreciate movies. Second time I saw it with people that had no idea what they're getting into. And the joy on their face after the movie was like really exciting to see someone get a kick out of musicals like that, uh, who normally wouldn't care for any of that. So. La La Land is my favorite movie of 2016, I think. I, Sing Street's really close. I was going to say I am shocked. Sing Street, Sing Street is really Sing Street's Street. really close and Star Wars obviously, but that's probably going to be every year for every year yeah. that ever comes for me. So <laughs> I'm not disputing your your claim because I I I don't know what I would rank it, but just for you I for you I thought Sing Street would be I know. I, I, I'm telling you, I had a different reaction to La La Land the second time. And also, it's just, again, more particularly relevant to me than Sing Street, which, again, a part of the reason I, I didn't say that, but Sing Street, it's like 1985 Dublin. Again, not something you ever yeah. see. And and I things I didn't know about Irish culture, I, it's a really interesting movie. I, it is refreshing to see movies about Los Angeles. That's also true because you don't – it is refreshing. Yeah, because it's they've kind of strayed away from that. They don't shoot movies in L.A. anymore. Even even nice guys were shot in Atlanta. You know, like you don't really see L.A. like you did in this movie. Uh, anyways, Mitch. Yeah. La La <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. La- I knew I knew yours was La La Land. Yeah, but. yeah. La La Land. Um, just you know, you go to a movie and to feel something, and um. I've seen it three times and each time I see it, I catch something new and I think it has just a really, you know, personable message about dreams and I guess the path you take to achieve those dreams and what path you can take. Um, I loved it. It was magical, fun. 
and um, very sweet. It did all sorts of things to my heart and brain. Colin, number one. My number one movie of the year is Moonlight. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, and when I was going over all of my top ten movies, I, you know, there's definitely themes. And I don't know if it's this year, um, particularly socially, um, why movies hit me more than they do. Or maybe it's just because I am, you know coming more into the skin as who I am as a person in these movies um, hit me more than they do. But um, no movie hit me um, this year like Moonlight did. It is brilliantly well made and crafted and says so much about what it means to be masculine and a person living um today and what labels and preconceived notions can do to a person and how that influences their life and what they think they should be um just all this stuff rolled into one and just brilliantly shot by um Barry Jenkins and um it is like watching fine art like watching an opera, like watching a great tale um, unfold on screen. It is a masterpiece. It is my favorite movie of the year. All good movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of good. Well, there were, you know, I think there were good. There was a lot of good movies in 2016. Yeah, I think there after, was a good after year. all, I think yeah. it got to a slow start a little bit, but. I'm, I was trying to keep track of this movies that we all had, all three of us had on. The list. I think the only two were Arrival and Moonlight that we both that we all three. Yeah, had. I think you didn't have Hell or High Water. No, you, the Lobster. No, mm-hmm. right? No, that was your honorable mention. That was mention. Honorable. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, cool. Those are those are our recommendations. Or you guys want to do other ones? <laughs> no, no, that's those, no. Those are our recommendations. Those are recommendations. Go see all of those movies. <laughs> um, and I have something to catch up on myself. Cool. Well, shit. We did a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I knew that you get you were like underselling how, how long this episode would be. I knew this was going to be. No, long no, no. I, 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 I didn't. I, you know. You came in here thinking that we would just rattle right. Go in and out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I'm excited to see where the Oscars. I'm really. I'm excited for these Oscars. I think a lot of them are up in the air, and I. I are they? Yes. I mean, there won't be, but they should be. You know, what as I'm up in the air, as up in the air. Yes. Um. All right, quick. Who are you rooting for in the Super Bowl? Atlanta or Patriots? Patriots. Atlanta. Absolutely Patriots. Uh, I'm feeling peachy going with the Falcons. Um, Actually, I'm rooting for Lady Gaga all the way. Opening song? Right now, you're making the proclamation. Opening song? Bad Romance. Born This Way. Just Dance. Dance. Is it just called, it's called Dance, right? Just Dance. It's Just Dance. Just oh. Just Dance. <laughs> all I'm saying is she better perform all three of those songs. I think she will do more. This uh, okay, I'm really just excited for the new season of 24. Um, all right, I we will see you guys Never next heard week. Never that before. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're 
we'll probably get a Transformers 5 trailer. Oh, fun. And, uh... We already have one of those. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Not Star Wars. Okay. Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman, I think, Seven. Fast and Furious 7. Fast Eight. What are we on? Fast 8. Fate of the Furious. And we'll talk about all the new trailers next week. Too fat. Too fat. Or Colin and Kale and Mitch and me. That's four of us. I'm Kale. That's five. We'll see you next week on the Wolverine's Filmcast. Wolverine'sFilmcast at gmail.com if you have any comments. What are your top ten? Yeah, that's just Show favorite. us your top ten. We want to hear them. Hit us up. Or tweet us. Or tweet us at Woodwards. At At Kale Davidoff. I don't fucking He doesn't that. know. All right. <laughs> Bye. In this day and age, I do not recommend it. All right. Yeah. See y'all. Bye. What? So I got to sit here and eat dessert alone like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg? This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production, your Detroit avenue to alternative pop culture talk.